Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Oh, yes. Back to talking about eugenics. All right. <laughs> uh, no, we were just talking off air about how uh, you can never talk about uh, over- overpopulation without immediately being, you know, branded as, as promoting eugenics, like, no matter what you say. I've never heard anybody advocate eugenics you know, like erasing people, like killing them off based on their racial whatever. Um, but like, as soon as you say anything about overpopulation, you're just, you, you, racist, eugenics. So we, were, we were talking about yeah, that. We, we, there's already too many people that are consuming the finite resources that we're already overconsuming. Maybe we shouldn't right. encourage well, people there was, to make there was more. An, an article that was, uh, I saw that this week that was uh, talking about the, the looming depopulation crisis. But it was purely just the fact that white people in America and Europe are having less children. Like that was the problem. Like that's right. Th- that is fucking eugenics right there. <laughs> like that. No, that is when, and yeah. that's like the right wing. You know, the great replacement. The you know, theory, whatever the fuck they're you know Nazi bullshit where they think right. that yeah, all the white people are being replaced. Then all the white people are being replaced because you know, unlike it, it just it, it's it's just a natural progression of society is that people intermix and you know eventually it's going to be you know we're, we're not going to have like pale fucking you know fishy white people well you know, you know we we took vaccines so now half our kids on the farm don't die from polio so you don't have to have as many kids it turns out um <laughs> right. speaking of vaccines yeah you saw that uh the the nazis that were um protesting vaccines on that overpass and they had a sign that said vax the jews Oh yeah, there've been multiple like swastika flags at like all these major. <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, you know, super cool company you're keeping all all you fucking idiots on the left who, you know, are anti-vax and fucking what, what? you know, support the Canadian truckers and all this fucking nonsense. Oh, the truckers for freedom 2022. I thought that was a parody at first. I was like there's no oh, oh yeah, and then the guy that had the signs that said uh uh, unvax sperm will be the new Bitcoin. Just like what the fuck? Yeah, totally unironically. How, totally how unironically. Not parody. How is this not fucking parody? Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, you can't equate the." You know, what? if you show up to a, a leftist protest with, with a fucking swastika flag, you're getting the shit kicked out of you. You're not going to be standing shoulder to shoulder with with other protesters who you know you you happen to agree with on a specific issue. Like they're not going to let you fucking stand with them. No. So people that are comfortable standing next to a guy uh, holding a swastika uh what is that what what does that make them? Well, they were like, what, they what, were doing they were doing heil hitler things to people driving by a lot of them were, yeah, yeah all of them they were it was like every single i mean there wasn't a lot of people but every one of them were doing that shit but, w- but when there are a bunch of nazis flying a swastika flag on the overpass <clears throat> with a fa- sign that says vax the jews it's like what what do they think vaccinations do exactly like what do you like i if you if you don't like the jews and you want them to get a life-saving vaccine and not get COVID, like, what are you doing there? Like, clearly they don't think vaccines are life-saving. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it almost to their point, to, to their uh, credit at least, you know that they really do believe that vaccines are, like, people are trying to kill them with these vaccines because that's obviously what they're advocating for, you know. Like, that's that's what they think <sighs> these fucking vaccines do. But it, it's just, yeah. I swear. The, yeah. The thing they can all go fuck themselves. People but. think, man. I've, so I've been playing this uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, game. Uh, it's sort of consumed my life for about the last week or so. <laughs> and, you know, at first, you're just, it's like this vast sea, you know. And it's, it's dystopian, but it's also like Southern California. So, like, it's often sunny. And there's parts of the city that are 
you know, don't look dystopian. They're actually like really wealthy, ritzy parts of the town. But then you'll go like around a corner and down an alley and there's just fucking bags of trash everywhere and like homeless camps everywhere. So they did a really good job of making it very much not a dystopia, but just like what it today is like. Right. <laughs> but people have cybernetic implants and, uh, you know, people, their bodies get chopped up for spare parts. You know, it's just really pretty graphic, but it's like a great adult story to the game and everything keanu reeves is hilarious in it because he's like you know he's been around you know la and like he's been in a band and he's been around like douchey you know uh, 90s lead singer frontman type people so he's playing this character that's that is that to a t but like he's a nice guy in real life so he he it's like it's a really unconvincing portrayal but you know that like he's just really basing it off real people he knows in right. real life an insanely nice guy by the way i mean there's a lot of oh. stories about him doing like not, not even just like oh i'm a celebrity i'm doing philanthropy but like just like shit that i wouldn't do that i'd be like oh, oh that's a little too much like, there's just like untold videos amounts of videos of him riding the new york city subway and him like giving up his seat to somebody who's you know elderly like he's just he's like famous for that shit <laughs> and right he's just and riding like, the subway by himself going to wherever the fuck you know he's just a regular guy um yeah. but so I, I play in the game and i'm just like slaughtering people left and right and do you, you know, play as him or is he just like a character that no refers? he's like your your um your spirit guide in in a cyber warfare kind of sense Whoa. right <laughs> and you can you can you know choose your gender you can choose your genitals like if you want to be a chick with a dick you can do that in the game there's a lot of nudity in the game nudity um you know it's it's just like here's here's the human body and a lot of the game is about chopping up bodies hmm. uh and it's you know it's a very like you know kind of anti-corporate message in the game but almost kind of like a to a like a like a cliche of what like uh like hollywood thinks that anarchist <laughs> like. anarchists, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah sort of it's just like you know fuck the system man this you know like it's not told real accurately but it's enough i mean does it veer into like mr robot territory or is it like uh, i would say it's sort of a like a a a caricature of even that right but it's oh, not like it's in your face the whole time it's like you know right. if you want to avoid the the main missions and cut plots you can but so I, I got bored of just killing people last night and you know i hate cars and hate motorcycles and hate anything with a loud obnoxious uh engine uh ride a bicycle all over the town and um but I was like, all right, well, there's no bicycles in this game, but there are motorcycles. So uh, the the car handling is terrible in this game. Like, it, and it should be. It should be really hard to drive a car really fast in the city and not crash into shit. You shouldn't. It you know, it's it's difficult because it shouldn't be possible to do. Um, but I'm like, all right, I want to try out a motorcycle, right? And I fucking loved it. I sh- you saw the video I posted where I was going yeah, 170. Yeah. Not this was like you go way out in the desert to drive 170. It wasn't driving 170 streets. And I'm uh, so I, I shot a video of this as I'm playing it, and just after of nothing, I'm like, I wonder if I could fucking burn a donut real quick. And I just like hit the brake and fucking floored it and turned in a circle, and it did it flawlessly the first time I tried it. I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> but I yeah. I didn't buy the motorcycle. I just like took it right, and then after a while, it disappears. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I left it right here. Where is it? I came back and it was gone. I'm like losing my mind running all over looking for the fucking thing. So I look it up and sure enough, if you, if you uh, steal a motorcycle or a car, you can only use it for a certain amount of time and then it just disappears. 
right? And while you're in it, or you once you leave it? No, if you leave it to go do something, you come back. And right, 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 right. But I'd already done it where I I left to go do a little mission and came back and it was still there. So I thought, all right, all good. It's gonna be there forever. And it wasn't. And I was sad because I I liked it. <laughs> uh, I, I came close to naming it. I'm glad I didn't because that would have been really sad. But so I look, <laughs> I look it up and it's like, yeah, you you if you steal it. You don't get to keep it. And in my brain, I literally thought to myself, but I didn't steal it. I just took it after a guy abandoned it after he died when I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that. I was like, I didn't kill him for the bike. I just, it was there after I, he was dead and he wasn't using it. So I didn't. Yeah, we 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 refer to this as as Grand Theft Auto brain. That that this happens when like this. Ha- it's a very similar thing in Grand Theft Auto where you can. Uh, and you were mentioning offline, you you know, you hadn't played, you know, you weren't like super into games for a while. And then recently you've kind of started yeah. picking back up and like seeing how fucking crazy advanced these games are. Oh, yeah. The the last console game I really got into was, uh, I think, Grand Theft Auto, whatever the version in like 2003 was, right? I, I think we figured out it was GTA 3, yeah, yeah. Which, which for people that were, were, you know, too young at the time was like the first game that was like this. That was like a fucking a sandbox, world. open world. Yeah steal car like you know sh- just run and do missions and like shoot random people fucking blow up cop cars like it was great it was but, the greatest yeah, fucking game it was of all totally time. unethical though like in this game if you even like hit a pedestrian on accident the cops are on your ass right if you if you're shooting right. bad guys because the cops will call you up and they're like hey we need you to like take out these bad guys just like kill them right but if a pedestrian even or a you know bystander runs in front of your gun and gets shot the cops come and kill you so, like, at least there's that level of ethics in this world. Uh, even I mean, can you take them on, or are you just automatically dead? You can try, but like, you, they'll. It's like overkill. Like, you, right. your your best luck is to hop on a motorcycle and go like 180 miles. Fuck an hour out of there! Fuck out of there! Right. Right. But it, but like, how much they chase you depends on how like badly you fucked up. Like, if you shoot a civilian, they're gonna come after you for a long time. If you shoot a cop then every cop's going to come on you, right? So it's, right. It, it is very, I think, similar to what it would be this like is in real life, right? Yeah. Um, and then that's, and yeah, that's why I was saying, you, you would definitely like the new GTA, well, newish. I mean, it came out like 2017 or whatever, but yeah, it's very, I mean, it's this very similar thing where, yeah, you you you, you, have, you get like a wanted level and like, yeah, if you kill a cop, you get like four stars and they just <clears> never <throat> fucking stop chasing you and they send like helicopters <laughs> that shoot at you and shit. It's fucking they awesome. They give you the Chris Dorner treatment. Yeah, um, oh no yeah well, for sure they give you the crystal I've, I've played a bunch of other big world games like this and just not really gotten into it because it was like way too story driven or it was just the environment was just not that visually interesting and this is like the people that designed this spent uh you know eight years working on this and and towards the end they had hundreds of employees trying to get it out there and it had flaws because they pushed it too quickly and didn't uh you know finish the game essentially but just right. the amount of detail involved in building overly ambitious, world. probably in, in, in hindsight, yeah. in terms of like the release date and what they wanted to do with it. If but. all this game was just walking around looking at what a real city looks like, or at least a futuristic city and right. how well everything, you know, is integrated as far as just like the layer upon layer of like, you know, some places are deserted warehouses and some places are homeless camps and some places are just like hyper dense, uh, you know, Tokyo, um, type of a thing where like every little alleyway has like 18 little uh, gambling parlors packed into it and uh, where people are playing little uh digital slot machines it just it it feels more alive 
than I think any game I've felt before. Like Spider-Man's great, but you're swinging around the tops of the buildings, right? But you never really get to go inside buildings unless it's part of the story. You right. can't, you, you, and, and after a while, it feels artificial because it's just like they're just walls that you can look inside of, but it doesn't feel real. And right, this, right. this feels fucking real. Like, even if you don't have anything to find, there's just so much more shit going on. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they did a great job. I'm, I'm definitely, I've, I've noticed some of the glitches and some of them are pretty funny. Sometimes they're interfere with the gameplay a little bit, which is annoying. Right. Or sometimes you'll just die for no reason. You're just walking down the street and all of a sudden, bam, all your health is gone. You die. <laughs> just like, what, what, what got me? <laughs> that's, that's less than ideal. And then yeah, you just yeah. sit there while the game reloads and you're just back where you were and everything's the, f- the same again. But, um, the fucking music too, man, there's like, there's some really great, um, music tracks in it. But whenever you're in like a combat mode and you're fighting people, the music takes on like a very, like, uh, kind of retro industrial John Carpenter type thing that really stresses the fuck out like while you're getting shot at. So you're just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. So even though you know you're going to die and come right back from the dead, you're still like freaking out. You you get lost in real stakes in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like as as much as I know about how to induce or manipulate emotions through filmmaking or, or other forms of media to elicit the emotional response that you want to get people really invested in it, I still completely fall for it. I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? Music is a very specific, like, it has a very specific power to do that, which is why even in movies, it's such an important aspect of, like, you know, building tension. Like, you could have a fucking insanely tense scene, like the fucking end of, like, Silence of the Lambs, where she's, like, looking for Buffalo Bob with the fucking uh, night vision goggles. And if that didn't have the right score over it, it wouldn't be nearly you know as suspenseful as it yeah, is i don't even it, remember the score in that part of it honestly it's 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 very you know yeah like synthy and like you know yeah. very, just very it's, it's just very well done it, it blends with the scene well but and i'm not one that, of those people that says like well a good score is one that you don't remember but makes you feel a certain way like i if i do or don't remember it doesn't matter like there's there's you know. Right, there's scores I I love that I can like hum, and then there's scores that I probably couldn't tell you, but I remember like, oh yeah, man, that yeah. movie's got great. Fuck that, the, the the soundtrack really adds to it, you know. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean the the soundtrack or the score uh, that, um, oh fuck, what's his fucking name? Horner that he did for uh, Star Trek two II and three, two of my favorite soundtracks. I'll just put it on and listen to that shit it's just like that good <laughs> that it's, it's right. it completely carries those movies um and i and I, was, I love fucking han zimmer's shit that he did with uh, almost all the nolan movies i think he's done right like he did interstellar he did uh fucking the the uh yeah the yeah the, the interstellar is one of my favorite scores too just because those huge fucking church pipe organs just completely yeah, not what you think story. of as as being like sci-fi but it makes it feel so much more epically you know like right it, it makes just, you it's feel just a beautiful sound <laughs> you know? to like look at the like to just look at what a fucking black hole looks like and just hear yeah. this amazing you know yeah and, and the, guy that, the guy that did a tenant um is the same guy that did i forget his fucking name the norwegian guy or swedish guy whatever did the score for a mandalorian um oh ludwig yeah yeah ludwig uh gorenson he's fucking great that dude he got started uh doing the score for community like that nbc comedy oh wow and then he he started making music with donald glover you know who made music with childish gambino 
and like he's just become this like fucking wunderkind of of like yeah. get, he gets to score every yeah no pun intended with his name but he gets to score like fucking everything now it's crazy but he yeah his that mandalorian score that just dun, 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 like it's so fucking iconic we, so much so that when you hear it like in another show all of a sudden you hear that cue you're just like <laughs> let's fucking right. like it just immediately hey you know oh, what, did, you know what this show needs this this boba fett show needs is more baby yoda <laughs> <laughs> no boba fett is what this show needs a complete lack of boba fett the entire episode just, is hey it. remember that other show that that like we used to launch disney plus that you liked because that little fucking baby yoda thing I don't know what the, fuck. I don't know what the, the show fuck needs a better is. show. It needs a fucking <laughs> yeah. I, I got so many um, issues with with the Boba Fett show, but I you know whatever. No, I do too. I but I you know and again it was like this was probably the worst episode in terms of uh, the we're just you know real quick just talking about the most recent Boba Fett show. Uh, it was the worst episode if you were like a fan of Boba Fett and his story, but it was also the best episode. Right. of the series because it was just an episode of the mandalorian like it wasn't boba fett literally does not appear in this episode well, you know, so I, i'm curious later. though because if they bring these two worlds together enough you're gonna have um oh what's her name uh i can't remember her fucking name but the soka um sophie thatcher who is in the micro budget sci-fi western with uh uh pedro pascal uh called um prospect yeah, they just went and shot this movie for like I think one point six million dollars up in some forest park in outside of Seattle, and it's amazing what you can do on a micro budget like that. And like, because if, if oh, she's the she's the biker chick, from yeah, the biker, yeah, the bike, the colorful bike, the awful, the awful fucking... <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh god, we it's oh you can't have pretty colors in Star Wars. It's not real Star. It's just like shut up. Just like of all the things that are wrong, it's not the the. It's it's like, actually probably the most the most George Lucas thing because he was super into like fucking bright fifties muscle cars and like yeah. you know those color like that's literally you know all the fucking shots from A New Hope of like Luke in the 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 the, the car that doesn't touch the ground like he he tried to shoot everything like a classic car movie. Sure. I mean, you look at like you know yeah, it's just THX eleven thirty eight you know they constantly complain like why won't they expand the universe and then they do in the tiniest way and it's like that's not real star wars like god right i knew knew you didn't watch the end of the episode i won't really spoil it but there's a very very much a classic cars kind of moment but like not with a car obviously and it's one of the most exhilarating scenes i've ever put in a star wars thing like just the scene at the end of this episode so Uh when, when you do watch it you know yeah i literally i didn't tell you this but i watched it two different times and fucking fell asleep in because like like i won't watch it till like the very end of the night right Uh like ready to fall asleep and then i think like oh i'm gonna make it through this and then i don't uh too much cyberpunking apparently but right yeah uh, i will will, i'll finish that and it was just it's just fucking cool to actually have a character in the show that you give a shit about you know it's just like uh fuck anyway um but yeah, so let's let's get into some of the news because there was, uh, you know, not a ton of news this week. There's really not a ton of news at all anymore. Like in terms of, there's like, no the more news. Thing. Nothing happens. No, it's just, just shit. Just horrible yeah. shit. Like you know, kind of on a slow trickle seems to seems to trickle <laughs> in. Um, you know, bridge collapse here, a fucking you know, fascist parade, cop parade there. You know, whatever. But um, I, we should talk about the 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 Joe Rogan, Neil Young, Spotify fucking kerfuffle. 
yeah. uh, <laughs> that happened this week. Cause I'm sure, you know, people will be expecting us to, um, you know, it, yeah. So basically Neil Young was like, Hey, uh, you know, Spotify, uh, Joe Rogan, like has a fucking massive platform where tens of millions of people listen to him for some reason, every fucking week. Um, and he has these just absolute morons on, you know, these people like this, this guy, Robert Malone, this doctor who, you know, his big claim to fame is that he, he quote unquote invented MRA and MRNA technology. And like, when you actually talk to scientists, like, yes, his contributions were certainly, uh, useful and, and, and like important, but he wasn't like the sole inventor of this technology. He was, you know, it, nobody invents a, a fucking, you know, scientific, you know, va- vaccine technology in modern times. It's a, no, you know, collaborative effort. And even, even like the big breakthroughs in scientific convention um, that we think of, like Edison and the light bulb, like it was almost always a, a huge group of people that one guy took credit for. Right. Right. And, <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. And so and all his contemporaries like, yeah, no, he's full of shit no, in, in terms of what he's saying now. Not that he not that he's full of shit in terms of the things that he's, you know, been a contributor of. Um, but he just uses his platform now to spread disinformation almost to the point where you have to wonder if he's being paid by one of these right-wing groups to do so because it's like well let's find the one scientist who says that climate change isn't real or let's find the one black guy who says that welfare is a fucking scam or like you know the the, the <laughs> aka the thing that fucking whose, whose wife is named emily <laughs> right whose wife is named emily the, the aka the thing that the, that like these right-wing think tanks do you know find somebody to be your spokesman so that you're above reproach you know your candace owens you know whatever um so but in any event he has these people on and and they just say these things that are just fucking like observably wrong and he doesn't challenge them because he's you know not really that smart um he had that one guy on and he was talking about like the the rate of whatever this thing that happens hmm. or can happen if you get the vaccine to like one in four million people and the the rate of it happening to you if you get covid's like sky high more than that so it was myocarditis which is heart inflammation which right. can cause, cause heart disease right. and he's like yeah but i've read the study about like rogan was saying like you know about the and we played the right. clip i think about you know oh well it happens this much in kids and the guy's like yeah but it, it's it's actually eight times more likely to happen if you get covid than so, from the vaccine but, but then, then rogan's like oh we should look that up and then like he, somebody off camera, you know, looks it up and he's like, oh, wow, that's actually true. Like you didn't fucking look this up at any, any point before. Well, because he, he doesn't he's not, <laughs> you know, he's, he's intellectually curious when he's on his show and he's talking to somebody that he thinks knows what they're talking about. But he's not actually a smart guy. So he doesn't do reading on these subjects or research of his own. He just he's also a very his... short guy. Have you seen that picture of him next to? No, uh, oh, he's very, next very to short. Peterson. Yeah, no, he's 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 like five Speaking four, of, like he's crazy short. Speaking of short guys, yeah. Um, but he um, but he's just he's a fucking idiot, and he like you know he hangs around with these right wing chuds who you know are probably pumping him for his fucking for like a Bitcoin scam or whatever. Um, and he thinks that they're smart guys, and they they sell that to him, and and he just listens to them. But then you know when he has somebody on that actually challenges his stupidity. Or challenges his his uh, non scientific uh, you know beliefs or ramblings or whatever about ivermectin and all this other shit. He's Edward R. Morrow when he's questioning them. Like it, it's it's you know again he's just not a good fucking arbiter for uh, scientific information. 
And so like, you know, Neil Young, you know, was like, hey, you know, and for people that don't know, Neil Young almost died of polio. Like he, his life was fucking, you know, like he, he, gotta be he fully old under- to, to almost die of polio too. So that's, that's right. like World War II era problem. Right. He's, he's, he, he was, I think it was when he was like really young, but like he's, you know, and he's, he's pretty fucking old. Now. He's Neil Young late has 70s. definitely never been young. Not, pretty sure. Yeah, no. No, even when he like, even if you watch like a there's this great uh, live album that he did in '71, uh, live at Massey Hall. Uh, where, but and even in that, he looks like like 47 years old, and he's only like 22 years old. In the, you right. know when it was recorded. That's like Willie, but, um, Willie Nelson. Um, Willie Nelson has a, a, a played a character in Michael Mann's first film, uh, Thief, starring James Caan in 19. 19- I want to 80. say 1980 or 81 or 79, right around there. Right, right, right. And he lo- he's probably young as hell, but he still looks like... He still uh, looks like Willie, Willie Nelson. He looks Fucking like an great. old man, Willie Nelson. It's like, have you have you ever been young, Willie? Right. <laughs> That's actually kind of the great thing about being a famous-looking, old-looking guy, is that you can kind of keep your, your, your looks like your entire career and never, you know, you, you could just look old from, like, Gene Hackman never fucking looked young. Like, you know, I know, I saw a picture of him at 92, and I was like, yeah, it just looks like Gene Hackman's lost some weight, because he's 92, but I saw a picture right. of him when he was 88, buying a fucking e-bike, which I kind of have a love hate with uh, e-bikes. I mean, but I get if you're 92 and you can't bike up a hill that easily, right, electric, right. electric assist is, is going to help you out there. But I was like, yeah, that's, you know, looking pretty good for uh, being 92. But I'll tell you, man, the conversation, best, best fucking Coppola film ever, um, which Gene and Frank Coppola both agree is their favorite film that they ever did. Um, Really fucking existential dread in that movie, oh, by the way. I've never actually seen that. I got to check that out. And it, it came out like right when Watergate came out, when it was like, you can hide a microphone in a pen. And people mm-hmm. like, you know, you think we can be surveilled now through our phones, our computers and everything. But like, this was a huge revelation in 1972, 73, that you could hide microphones and things that small. And there was right. a lot of paranoia going on. So to have a movie about it, and about, you know, guys that do that kind of surveillance work and counter surveillance work and kind of just, you know, Gene Hackman's character goes insane because somebody's doing it to him and he can't find it. He can't find the microphone. Um, and, he, you know, it, it's just it's a great psychological thriller. Um, really amazing film. So definitely need to watch that. Uh, where were we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, Neil, yeah. So Neil, yeah, Neil, so Neil Young was, you know, he's basically saying like, Hey, Spotify, are you going to like fucking do anything? Because you have this guy who you're paying $300 million to, by the way, Spotify, who doesn't pay their fucking artists, like just absolutely fucking robs from, from musicians, you know, big and small. Uh, wait, $300 uh, million to Joe Rogan over what time frame? I don't even know. I don't, let me look up his. Is actual. that like a like a ten? That's got to be like a ten year contract. Uh, let's see, Joe Rogan's three hundred million. Uh, you only have one hundred and thirty million paid subscribers. So your 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 money is like three dollars of your money if you're a paid subscriber is going to Joe Rogan. What the um, fuck? Right. Uh, why is it saying a hundred million? Okay, so. Uh, huh. Okay, no, wait. Maybe it's a hundred million. Uh, hundred million over several years. 
several. That's vague, but still, a hundred million right. over. So maybe several he has like an extension option because I I heard that three hundred million option a lot. So maybe he that's, has like an. I mean, that's more than any fucking late night talk show host gets. I yeah, mean, you, no, that's you're... that's it's fucking absurd. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine that they're getting any value from that. Like, or they're 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 certain not that they're not getting any value, but I can't imagine that they're making up th- in terms of subscriber costs. Like how much you you would need to fucking like it, it, it that's just insane like i can't imagine that they're making that money up in like the extra subscribers um i've never used spotify i don't even know how it works i just like if i want to listen to shit i'll go on youtube or fucking soundcloud yeah i use so, i use apple music because it's you know hey they hooked me early because it came you know you oh yeah three months free when you get your new iphone or whatever right um, and then you just forget but, your password so you don't know how to unsubscribe <laughs> right but no but it's i mean it is great honestly for 10 bucks it's it's a, it's really not a bad deal to be like hey here's access to any song that you want and every new like song that comes out unless you, know, you like joni mitchell and neil young because now you're fucked spotify users well right so spot well yeah i mean you still apple it's really funny too because apple music on like the you know that when you there's like a browse page or like a new music page and there's like a whole bit there's a giant banner at the top of it says neil young lives here or something like that right <laughs> hey you know who hasn't funny. quit our platform is neil young <laughs> fuck you spotify right, right. You're, so you're he, like rooting for another evil corporation to <laughs> tell you right so he to. Right, exactly. I mean, it's not look. Nobody's fucking great here. Um, but so yeah, Neil Young. Uh, you know, he was like, you know, if you're not gonna do something, I'm gonna pull my music off of Spotify, and he did. He pulled his music off of Spotify. How long now, did he give them? Like, did because I feel I like I don't it, even know. It, like, it was just right on top of it. I only heard about him, you know, giving the ultimatum and then yanking his stuff immediately. Like, like are they? They're not seriously gonna tear up a hundred million dollar contract with Joe Rogan over neil young like he had to have known they weren't going to do that right yeah right so i mean you know it's i'm just trying to find the uh here okay here's the info um okay no so i was just trying to find so just just to give you an idea of of uh how much each of these these companies pay per stream like per music stream spotify is near the bottom i mean uh they're, they're the only people worse than them or Pandora, which nobody fucking uses and is like a random service. You know, you can't even like pick the fucking song you want to listen to. Uh, and YouTube, which, you know, it, again, it's like, you know, it's not even like a music stream. It, it's not a convenient music streaming service. If you're, you, you couldn't like, po- you know, turn your phone off and fucking like listen to like, oh, I'm going to put on, you know, this album. It, it's it's like of, of all the actual music streaming services where you go and like make playlists and download and shit and like you know listen offline spotify is the, by far the worst they pay three dollars and 97 cents per thousand streams so i mean this that that's fucking nothing like that's like to make money as an artist you have to have millions of streams like it just just to make like like a fucking weekly you know living off of fucking well, your... if they want to make money why don't they just put out like their music on a compact disc that you have to go to a store and buy that seems <laughs> like that would be a lucrative enterprise um no so, it's 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 like literally it's you know like the only way you could really make money as an artist is doing live performances now or, yeah. or if you made all your money you know through royalties before the internet <laughs> right i mean if you if you were like a mega fucking popular band or you have a mega popular song you get a hundred thousand streams a week 
you make $397, which you then have to split amongst, you know, <laughs> your label and your Ooh, other band. Other your guys and your K-pop fucking band. Yeah, right, yeah, fucking, yeah, God help you if you're in a fucking ska band. Like, you just, that's oh 397 is going to 13 do, people. Do we like. really need 13 trombones? Yes, we do. Okay, <laughs> all right, well, get, get another uh, bus, apparently. So, so, I mean, it's 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 not even a vi- it's it's not even remotely a viable, it wouldn't even be a viable for, like, a regular person, let alone, like, a you know, a, a touring musician to make money off of their streaming based on those rates and this again spotify is basically extorting these artists because it's such a big platform uh and you can't not have your out your music on spotify for the most part i mean unless you're a neil young um and you can't make money off of it so like what the fuck are you gonna do um and you know just to give you a comparison some other um streaming services google play which again nobody fucking uses because google for you know as much as they're like the premier search engine almost everything else they try is 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 fucking garbage you know google play google uh google plus what was it i think it was google plus remember that social media platform (laughs) they tried to fucking make yeah well (laughs) they were the first ones that were like hey what if your avatar was a circle and then no one did it and then they closed down shop and then fucking facebook and twitter was like hey if your avatar is a circle <laughs> right like, okay i get whatever um, yes all right i gotta fucking dick around trying to crop it better trying to find and make our logo fit in the circle so <laughs> they um right they uh they pay 611 per stream which you know is almost twice as much also still shit uh amazon music which uh is pays 740 a stream um apple music per thousand streams or excuse me per yeah per thousand yeah, streams gotcha. yeah I know uh apple music pays 783 per thousand streams title which is like the jay-z owned platform which uh the, their big thing is like higher quality like like uh flack files like lossless audio it, huh. it you know it's 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 you're really getting into the audio file nerd stuff at that point i i, I do prefer those but i mean it's not most people are gonna be like, I don't hear a difference. Like it's not, you know, it's not a major difference. No. But so they are, pay. Are they getting? Are they not getting paid anything until they hit the thousand dollar mark, or are they just getting paid like cents? It's per it's, it's, pro, it's it's pro right. It's cents per song. It's prorated. I mean, right. you know, and and yeah, it's uh now <laughs> this was the best one that that I found the other day. Yeah. Napster, uh, <laughs> which now which now runs a fuck is actually the highest paying uh in, in a real twist of of you know. That twist is of fates ironic, is the highest yeah. paying streamer at sixteen eighty two per thousand streams, which is really not bad. I mean, if you are a, a major artist, you know you could. I you mean, could start to make they, some money there. They did destroy Tower Records <laughs> single handedly. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, Napster, Napster's funny because, like, and I was I was having this conversation the other day with some people, but like Napster, you like yeah, it did it it destroyed the music industry, but it was also inevitable, and in a lot of ways, it saved elements of the music industry because i i can speak you know for myself at least and i know a lot of people of my generation would probably agree with this there are bands that i know and love that i never would have heard of if there, if it wasn't for napster like that i never would have like took a chance on that never you know got radio play or like fucking mtv play like whatever you know that i only heard because i was like so my friend was like hey check this band out and it was like oh, okay well i might as well download it you know it's free and then like i've seen that band in concert five times or like i've bought their merch or i bought their vinyl right or whatever. like and, and i think that's a lot of bands in, in in a weird way it democratized music in, in a way and like the only people you saw really like shitting their diapers about it were like the lars ulrichs of the world Metallica. who already had yeah. you know 
500 million dollars and we're like i can't buy my you know slightly bigger jet and (laughs) and (laughs) i mean you know the thing is ultimately it forced the music industry to adapt which it was going to have to do anyway because like once digital music you know became a viable form of distribution they were going to have to figure out a way to get around that and i think uh like you when you look at an apple music or a spotify it, it, they're all modeled after Napster. Like the, the idea of like, I'm going to log into this, my, uh, my music platform where I'm going to Google, or I'm going to search for, you know, the Foo Fighters. I, Cause I want to listen to their third record and I'm going to pull up this track and I have it instantaneously without having to dig through a pile of CDs or, you know, buy that one specific file. Like that is something that the music industry was never going to be able to match. So they did have to adapt to it and create, a platform where it's like well what if we gave you an appster but you paid us 10 bucks a month and you're like all right fair deal right. Like, well, my computer then, is then we don't have to viruses. take teenage girls to court anymore either so <laughs> right it's all both those problems right we don't have to sue grandmas and we don't have to you know your computer won't be riddled with fucking trojan viruses and then oh you god can, yeah you and you can and you can listen to whatever you want and it's like all right that's a fair trade-off for most people yeah. um but and you know that's that's ultimately what Napster ended up doing. But well, but yeah, there, it is there was funny a period they, of time though, like the the glory days of like LimeWire and Napster, oh, where it was so just good. it was like you know, and I was looking for shit that you couldn't find on compact disc. It was like, hey, I want to find uh, a, a, a recording. This is you know, like a, a live, couple, a few years, yeah, exactly, a few years before YouTube made everything available. And it was like, hey, I want Trey Parker uh doing a live stand-up comedy bit or matt stone whichever the one does the voice of cartman uh singing kiss uh, uh singing what the fuck is his name singing seals kiss <laughs> from a rose in the voice of cartman and i can download that it's like sorry remember that fucking batman movie that song was in Oh, oh, I love I love that. Song. I mean, I, it's I don't you know I don't I, I love it ironically, but it's such a fucking funny like. Oh man, that I that I was big into Batman too at that time. I was I was like perfect age for that. that, the, that the fucking multi level marketing. Big that not kind of into Batman like that. Not that song, <laughs> but that movie. The ones with uh, Val Kilmer and uh, George Clooney were just right. Like what I, I, you know. What are you doing, guys? They're they're goofy. The Kilmer ones, or maybe it's not even that it's better. Kilmer's way better than Clooney at, at being Batman. Like I actually think Kilmer almost was robbed of of like the chance to play a good Batman, like like to to play Batman in a good movie. Because I think he was certainly better than the material that he I... was. Uh, I like guess so. <laughs> I think George Clooney was better than the material too, and he was like, "Why did I leave the fucking the yeah, medical no, drama TV actor. show like to do this shit?" Like, what? Clooney's good when he's <laughs> he's given something to, to work with. Um, yeah, no, I know, but it's all right. But the fucking Batman's gonna rock. Robert, Robert Pattinson's the man. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, when, I, when is that I, finally I, coming out? Is that <clears throat> that's like just in a month? Very soon. Yeah, there. Your tickets are on sale on February 11th. Ooh. So. <laughs> That, that that again like we were talking the other day about how absurd the um like the trailer for trailers is <laughs> like where it's like the teaser for the teaser trailer is dropping uh you know whatever but i i literally saw like an ad like tickets on sale for the batman on february 11th i was like oh is it is it coming out on february 11th no it's coming out on march 4th like oh okay huh. <laughs> that's 
Well, I, I just fucking bizarre. But... I only have one expectation, and you know what it is. I just hope they finally show <laughs> what happened to Bruce Wayne's parents when he was a kid that made him become the Batman. Just show it, you cowards. I mean, come on. How many how many movies are you gonna go without showing the origin? How many movies are you gonna go without depicting Martha <laughs> Wayne's pearls? Hitting the ground. Dropping all over the hitting place, the which means they weren't people. real. They were fake pearls, which to, uh, the comic book Girl 19 did a video on uh, in which she's making an actual string of pearls while she's explaining that, <laughs> you know, actual pearls are strung together in such a way that if, if one they tie breaks, them off on each end, I think. Right, right. It's only fake pearls that would fall all over the place separately from one another, which means Bruce Wayne. Uh, Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Thomas was, a Wayne cheap fuck. was a cheap fucking asshole, even though he's a billionaire. <laughs> right. Fucking uh, Negan himself, Thomas Wayne. <laughs> Yo, yeah. <laughs> well, it was, who was it? Um, it was the girl that plays uh, fucking Maggie. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Lauren Cohen. They were, they were the, they were Thomas and Martha Wayne. Right. In, in the, in the Snyder. <laughs> it was the only good thing about the Snyder. Well, one oh, of the I only know. good things about the Snyder movie. I, I remember seeing that and just, it was like the Leo DiCaprio pointing at the screen and, and uh, <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood meme. And you know the cool thing about the the Flash movie that they have coming up, which is kind of like a, their their attempt at like doing a multiverse thing, which is why they're bringing Keaton back as Batman. Um, but the the comic story that that's based on, like he fucks up the timeline. Flash fucks up the timeline, and instead of Martha and Thomas getting killed, Bruce ends up getting killed. Huh. So then, like Thomas becomes Batman, but he's like the punisher he like kills people like he's a fucking psychopath huh. and, and then his mother kind of like goes nuts and almost becomes the joker so it's like this interesting we might actually get that in the movie where fucking uh Negan... i just hope Zack snyder directs it because <laughs> no i, I think there's actually i, I think totally there's actually don't. a good director attached to the flash movie. i could be wrong really but I think there's a good direct but um but, i just like, saw so we the could fucking get a... flash tv show on the cw whatever the fuck that means uh has is in its like ninth season and it's oh, like yeah, a totally different really actor who plays him. Like, what the? I don't. I don't follow any of the DC stuff. I know you do, but I'm. I'm just kind of. No, like, I mean, what? I haven't. And you're. I, I. I. When I. When it first was on, I really. I liked Arrow and the Flash, like the first couple seasons. But like any show that runs for twenty three fucking hour long episodes, it's like you. You just become a complete fucking like you run out of ideas in like two seasons. Like there's just not. Oh yeah a story yeah. you can tell for that many hours it's just fucking churning out content but um but no anyway um so, so yeah back to but yeah that, that I, I'm, I'm i'm hoping that's gonna happen where we get like fucking uh what's i can't remember is uh, jeffrey dean morgan as like a fucking unhinged like frank castle version of batman like killing all the fucking people he thinks are responsible for killing his son <laughs> Right. And, well, and, so and I don't. Fucking Lauren Cohen I, is the joke female Joker. Totally. Yeah. I, I totally kind of dropped off the Walking Dead map, but I caught up with I. I guess it was the la- not the current season, and that they like split the seasons up in a weird way. And there's the multiple shows now too, of, right? Like then they kind of. Yeah, I've only watched it. the main one. The other ones I can give a fuck about, but I just I'm like I just want to know how this one's gonna end because they finally are gonna end this fucking thing, and I'm like. I want it, you know, like Andrew Lincoln left the show. I don't blame him. You know, uh, I really don't blame him. Denai Gaiera left the show. I don't blame her. You know, it's, but it's, it's like, it's, it's fucking uh, Negan's show. Right. And they, they totally kind of went in a different direction with the character, which he kind of insisted. He's like, I'm not going to bulk up and play this huge roided out dude. Like, I'm just, I'm too old for that shit. Um, But it was like the, the last episode 
the se- like the se- season finale of the last season. <clears throat> New yeah. season's currently not available to me because I don't want to pay for like you know uh, AMC Plus or whatever AMC Plus or Paramount Plus whatever the fuck it's on. But the last episode was his like they finally showed his origin story prior to the zombie apocalypse starting and it was right so fucking good it's so fucking good because i I read it in the comics it's really it's a really tragic i mean we won't spoil it for people who haven't read it but it's very very uh not that you you, it just it it gives you a lot of sympathy even though like in the way that like where you can feel sympathy for a villain you know that there's somebody that's done horrible shit but like that you don't forgive what they did but you're also like okay i probably would be this you know like i might be a fucking psychopath too if this happened to me right sort of thing well Um, i loved it in the show too it's like it's it's rick's people who kill a bunch of negan's people before negan kills any of them he kills like two of theirs and rick took out like 40 of their people like in their fucking sleep like what (laughs) and he and he eventually and i haven't watched the show in years but i I, he does have like a face turn at some point on the show right like he's like one of the good guys now or like he's like well yeah i mean they put him in a jail cell for like five fucking years so he's had time to think about it but you know just just like oh actually an actual portrayal of of uh fucking you know uh rehabilitation instead of just incarceration right it's an it's it's, in some ways it's an actual you know it's an admirable thing even though the rest of that show went off the fucking rails well Uh, i I remember people stopped liking that show after the episode where um negan uh bashes in some brains Right. Um, and I was like floored by that episode because they didn't they didn't pull any bunches with that shit, and people kept saying, "Well, they never kill off any of the main characters." It's like they all have plot armor. It's like watch the fuck this, and then people were like, "Oh, you killed my favorite character. Why did you do that?" It's like because yeah. you you know that's the whole show is called the walking dead and then they do it and then you don't like it and it was like that was and then the people got so turned off by it they they started pulling their punches on that show and then it got right. shitty that was the thing that ruined it because the, the fuck the fucking scene where you think that rick's gonna have to cut off his own son's arm right. like i i believed it was going to happen oh 100 percent I was, I was I've never been so terrified watching an episode of TV knowing what I was going to see was horrifying and then what happened fucking tiger jumps you know jumps into frame <laughs> well that's the totally different episode like the next season but you're I, anyways how I forget how they how did that isn't that didn't like they show up and that's how that like got No it was it was so he I don't remember I makes it, he like forces him to you know just either cut off your son's arm or I'm going to kill your kid. And right. Andrew Lincoln's performance is so uh, just gut wrenchingly horrifying that like he believes he's got to cut off his kid's arm to save his kid right. just because this guy's going to kill all of them if he does it. And like the instant before he goes to chop his son's arm off, Negan stops him and says, I just wanted to know you do it. And you're just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Like how right, could right, you, right. you know, this guy is like the most evil that. person but I I believed it was going to happen and because of how good the acting was. And I was just like, I can't believe a show is, you know, doing something like it wasn't this, you know, they, they already showed the violence. So you're already thinking it's going to happen. Right. And then people were so turned off by that, that they stopped watching the show and the, the ratings went from like 15 million down to 3 million a week. And I'm like, but that was, that was when the show was doing things that fucking no, got to me and shocked me. Then, right. Yeah. And then it, then it just, you know, it got, focused and then it, yeah, to death and it sputtered it's out awful. and 
This is a socialist podcast about politics where we talk about media and film and cinema 90% of the time. So. Right, because politics fucking sucks right now. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah, right. we, we literally, we're living in The Walking Dead now. We're, we're, we're living in <laughs> right. Cyberpunk 2077. There is no dystopian future anymore because we're here now. We're past the year 2019 that Blade Runner took place in and pretty much got everything right. Except for, you know, apparently in, in that future universe, uh, robots can drive cars. And in ours, they fucking crash into everything. <laughs> right. They fucking just kill pedestrians. Um, no, but, you know, real quick on the front, I know we've gone so far from the topic, but on the, on the Rogan, the Neil Young thing. Um, the funniest thing to me was like a number number one. Uh, the one of the funniest things was that everyone was pretending like Neil Young fucking sucks and is like, "Who's Neil Young? Nobody knows who Neil Young is." Like, shut your fucking mouth. First of all, like even if he's not your cup of tea or his voice is not your cup of tea, the man is like one of the most significant, like you know, Americana fucking like singer songwriters of the seventies and the eighties. Like Neil Young's fucking great. Like you're out of your mind if you're being like, "Oh, who the fuck is Neil Young?" Um, you know, uh you know rock and roll hall of famer etc cetera, etc cetera. but um and and this isn't even honestly about neil young but like people being like oh well you're supporting censorship i thought you left this is this is not censorship this is not people saying like hey like maybe don't like let joe rogan spread a bunch of you know medical misinformation on his podcast that's listened to by tens of millions of people or i will withhold my my artistry from your platform is not fucking censorship that's like the, you know somebody's music is their labor like that's the product of their labor if they say <laughs> right. i'm gonna withhold my labor Neil, from Neil your Young fucking needs to stop censoring himself so joe rogan can lie about covid uh, covid vaccinations right well and it, even and, if, if spotify chose to to and and like you said they never would but if they chose to kick rogan off their platform or like you know cancel their con whatever they're not censoring him. They're not like th- no. He'd be the- silent, Anthony. Joe Rogan would have nowhere else that people <laughs> could hear no his other voice. Avenue, no other avenue to hear him Ugh. except every fucking other. Uh, first of all, free speech, which is like the only thing that these people cling to, refers to, the First Amendment refers to the government censorship of of your speech. Like if the government stepped in, was like, "Hey, Spotify, you need to remove Joe Rogan from your platform, and we are going to ban him for you know." from all of these other platforms, then you may have a case, but like, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is people are calling for a boycott of, of Spotify, you know, to pressure them to do the right thing in, in, in those people's eyes. And in my eyes, yeah, I love how the, the free market with... suddenly, you know, doesn't exist as soon as it's like, well, I choose not to spend my money. It's like, what? No, you can't do that. <laughs> right. Like, right. You know, the, the censorship is for books. We don't like about the Holocaust being taught in school. Like you heard how the fucking famous award-winning graphic novel mouse was, Banned right. in some Alabama school. I have that they, actually. It's a it's an incredible fucking graphic. I have novel. The, I have the second volume, but I don't have the first one. But I've read them both, and yeah, really, you know. And people are like, well, we don't want kids to be sad about things that happen in history. It's like, really, you? Why is that exactly? Like, why would oh, you you're, not you're want right, kids to learn about a thing that was, you know, why would you want kids not to learn about, you know, one of the most infamous genocides in world history that happened like within many people's current lifetimes? Um, what for what exact reason would you not want them to know about that right well then you might start asking about other genocides perpetrated in history you know maybe even in more you know in in, in more uh close geogra- yeah. geographic proximity like or, the or fucking those, genocide of the american right. indian or, or those kids know. might start to recognize signs of 
you know, current genocides or ethnic cleansing places like Palestine. Right. You know, like that's it's clearly it's not because they care about children's feelings being hurt or, you know, having you know, I, have to, I have to tell my son about things that made me uncomfortable. Like, no, you don't give a shit. You just don't you don't want them right. growing you, up. You've and heard this information and then you've been you've been like, ah, whatever. Doesn't really affect me and moved on with your life. So that's clearly not big, a big of an issue to you. You know, fucking white guy yelling at a school a city council meeting but you know again like fucking school school curriculums are race censored to death like i didn't learn half of the shit we did as a country you know when i was in school it took me you know my own fucking doing my own research post you know high school to fucking learn about half of the horrendous shit like you you barely got like mentioned in history class of of like the trail of tears or what that actually entailed or well, like how when I was in high school, it was in a, a rural, we, we were class with like triple a, but barely because we like our school district covered the whole County. Right. And I had a, a U.S. history teacher. They didn't, they didn't really teach real U S history till 11th grade. Right. And, and I was shocked by a lot of things we, we were taught then. Um, but I had, I had a teacher who was like a, like devout creationist. Right. Oh who who taught us more like real shit about American history that, really? that, that I was just amazed. He would like show us all these videos of, you know, police just beating the shit out of peaceful protesters and, you know, taught us about the Vietnam War and why it was, you know, an atrocity and everything. And he would like he would always like ask us questions like mm. what, you know, where we thought we would be on certain issues if we were, uh, you know, born or alive in those eras. And I remember one time he was like, well, who, who, who here thinks they would have been a hippie back in the sixties? Like after we were studying the sixties and counterculture right. and anti-war and like everyone's hand went up and, uh, I, I didn't raise my hand cause I was just like, I don't really, you know, whatever. And, uh, teacher's like, well, so what uh, comrade, he didn't call me comrade, but that's right, right. <laughs> for story purposes. Right. He's like, well, what, what do you, uh, what do you think you would have been back in the sixties? And I'll be like, I would have been a bl- fucking black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> like I like so he like I was learning about the you know sort of different political factions MLK right. and the Black Panther Party and all this stuff and and then as soon as I said that then everyone else raised their hand and was like oh yeah wait me too we're going to change our answer <laughs> right so it was like he, he wasn't trying to like force us to identify with one cause or another it was just trying to like kind of get us to think about if we were alive in that period of history you know what would we how would we react to those kind of things going on? And right. I thought that was like such a more important thing than even just like showing us stuff, but was to encourage us to think about, you know, internalize these events if we had lived through them. And, and that I think is one of the most important things that does not get done by enough teachers is to, no, it, you right. know, in, interpret history, but also getting people to think about the moral implications of things that took place in history. And that's what these people that don't want to let kids learn about the Holocaust. That's what they want to prevent. Well, you can and should take as a history teacher, as a teacher in general, teaching about any kind of history, take a moral stance on a subject because they're just right and wrong fucking sides of issues and not saying like, Oh, I, you know, like in terms of like politics, but like, yeah, on, on, on the fucking like, you know, uh, on genocides and things like the Holocaust, like you can fucking teach, you know, like, Hey, uh, Nazis were a bunch of fucking shitheads. And like, well, you know, like that's, I mean, that, that was that guy, that, that fucking Republican city council member who was like, well, I don't want to, I don't think we need to take a moral stance on, on, you know, on, on Nazism or whatever the fuck he said the other day. Like, but that's ultimately what they believe. Like what, like the far right in this country believes is that 
you don't need to take a moral stance on anything because they actually don't have morals. They don't believe, you know, their their views are reprehensible and they understand that deep down, even though they'll never admit that. In in general, just about you know about black people, about Sp- Hispanic people, about fucking anyone who's not like white and and like dumpy and middle class and like you know and, and like what that doesn't look exactly like them or and or hang out with them. They have reprehensible views about them, and you'll you'll quickly learn that when you talk to these people. I've talked to plenty of these people in my life. You know that the thing about being white that I think uh, people of color don't realize is that other white people assume that you're down with with their horrendous fucking beliefs oh, because you're it's white. Oh, fucking crazy. And <laughs> right. even even doubly so if you have a government job because like every fucking cop thinks that like you're in on something together. Right. Right. When I worked at State Department, anytime like a cop called in about their passport, they would all admit to have like getting away with doing legal shit. I was like, dude, I'm not your fucking <laughs> priest here. Like I, I am going to judge you. I'm not going to forgive you. By telling you to go say three Hail Marys and whatever the fuck. Like so anyway, I curb stomped his head into the fucking ground. Uh yeah. You're a federal agent. You understand, right? And I'm like, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking cancel your application, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna put some shit in your file to get you fucking kicked off the force. No, I, I didn't no quite have that power, but I did have some there was lovers I could always pull that you could uh, certainly slow up their process. Like if you're like, oh, I put this stack, this paper on the bottom of the stack. And I didn't handle documents. I just had okay, access okay. to like all the sort of meta digital information about right. that. And, you know, they, I always use my powers to help people uh, right. almost to a fault where sometimes I would go above and beyond what I was supposed to do if I knew what actually would help someone's passport get to them in time of need you know for emergency travel uh you know loved one is on death's door and they can't get to the country to go you know say goodbye to their mother or whatever um i would break the rules uh to to do that and i would get reprimanded i'd get written up for it sometimes but i was just like this is somebody's life you know like to me it's just a job but for this person it was their fucking life and if I can do in five it minutes, it shouldn't be this fucking little... hard to like go between countries anyway. It's fucking <laughs> right to begin with. But I, I mean, I understand that like you want to keep track of all people on Earth because that's the enclosure of the commons and everything. But um, you know, when I could tell it was just bureaucratic red tape holding right. up somebody getting where they needed to go, and I could you know do something to get the application done in a, in a faster amount of time. Or just and it was always you know like they they sent in additional information that was requested, but it just hadn't been reviewed yet by the person, and it was just like trying to like get the agent working on the documents to be like, hey, we need this thing you to look at this thing and approve it right now. And like, well, you're not allowed to send an additional notification to alert them to this thing until 48 hours after the thing. It's like, no, I'm just gonna fucking do it now. <laughs> These rules are stupid for a reason. Right. Like, I get why you have the rules, but they're stupid, and I can do it better. And, you know, I can, you know, I'm wrapping 80 calls a day and my customer satisfaction rate is like 98% and you're not going to fire me. So I'm just going to fucking do what I want. <laughs> God, I missed that job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we're, I, I think we wrapped up the Rogan Spotify thing, but yeah, just basically it's, it, yeah, it's not a free speech issue. You fucking idiots. Like this is not what's happening here and it doesn't even have anything to do with Neil Young. It's just, you know, it's Spotify shouldn't exist like spotify is a fucking insanely predatory company <laughs> you see the picture of their ceo it no, was like the guy is just yeah. like a 
you know, as bald as Joe Rogan, but just looks like a fucking oh, pasty God, nerd. Fucking dick. He looks like he he looks like the Joe Rogan listener. Like if you were like, hey, exactly. who, who listens to Joe yeah. Rogan? It's this fucking slack jaw. Well, it, and I love the non-apology Joe Rogan had to come bald. out with because it was like first Neil Young and then Jody Mitchell and then a bunch of other artists and Spotify got fucking scared real quick that like this was going to spread. Yeah, and so they were like, hey, so they, fucking do something. You need to, <laughs> to you need to fucking apologize. Of course, Joe Rogan was like, well, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. It's like, right. no, you're not. Typical right-wing shit right. bag fucking apology. But I just love that like, you know, for all that money and all that ignorance, as soon as the money starts to walk away, it's like, oh, but, please, no, I'm sorry. Right. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'll try to have more experts on. I'll, I'll you know, not interview only right-wing men. Uh, on every single issue who don't know anything about anything who don't know fucking fuck all about shit um right well and and yeah which is what you know the the whole point and this is again why uh, we always talk about bds on this show uh economic pressure works like that's the only thing that fucking works it's literally the only thing that works is using your money and using your dollar to say uh don't fucking do that uh i'm not gonna give you money like if you if you continue to do that like that's yeah the the only thing that these fucking bloodsuckers listen to is when you threaten uh their revenue well so, and, yeah. and neil's neil's always been so good you remember his song southern man um about the kkk uh right. so offended leonard skinner that they wrote the song sweet home alabama to bash neil young and to praise ronald reagan and the <laughs> vietnam war Right. You, li- you read all the lyrics <laughs> of that nerds. song. Everyone's sweet home, Alabama. You're a fucking fascist. Read all the lyrics of that song. It's fucking fascist. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's also a terrible right. song, especially if fucking Kid Rock fucking redid it. I know. It's a shame that he he mashed that up with a much better song in Werewolves of London for that fucking. <laughs> oh, God, that's, yeah. he, he took the, the riff to Sweet Home Alabama and then he put the piano riff from fucking werewolves of london over it which it weirdly fits like perfectly on top of it just because of the uh the key and the timing and everything but uh yeah no fuck that fuck kid rock but uh yeah so it's it's like run dmc and aerosmith it just fits i don't get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever uh, but no and neil young's I and mean, again it's beside totally besides the point he could be the worst singer in the world it doesn't matter but neil young's fucking great and uh that song old man is like I, I can't hear that song and not be get fucking like a mode. Like that's such a good song, especially if you hear like his acoustic live version of that, where it's just him and the guitar and shit. It's fucking, it's an incredible song, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah so, He's got others fun. that I, I like more than that one, but that's definitely a banger. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, but it's, it's just funny. Great. Cause it's like, like old man, movie. like you, you, old man, take a look at your life. You're a lot like me. It's like, you, you're already fucking old. dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> well no it's old man take a look at my life i'm a lot like you he's so it seems like it's singing he's same, singing about his thing. father yeah. like yeah. saying like you know i i like i live alone on this fucking farm and i'm miserable but like you like you are like it's just a really good fucking introspective song um but anyway uh yeah so fuck joe rogan <laughs> and uh withholding your fucking labor is not uh a, a impinging on joe rogan's free speech you fucking morons um but speaking of fucking morons, you want to we, we should we should start burning through some of these because we spent a lot of time on this. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, you, you, she had some some stupid comments this week. Yeah, I guess. and if you don't know who she is, that's okay because I wouldn't know her name. Uh, but she she played Wasp in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, right, pretty also lady. Kate, Kate on Lost for anyone. Any, yeah, any which I have, Losties out there. Yeah, um, and I I would I would argue of like <laughs> all Red's the Marvel. Yeah, it's a show I hated the moment I ever saw it. 
of all the of all the Marvel babes, uh, she's one of the babeliest. Um, oh yeah, and she so she put out some some stuff um, that was like very you know pro vaccine but anti mandate, which is like dumb if you understand that like there's like right now after two it's- years. We're, we're at like record death numbers and record infection numbers. Anybody who says, and, I mean, this is, that's, that it's literally that Scooby-Doo me- meme where it's like, <laughs> it's, it's the person with the hood on and it says, uh, not, not anti-vaccine, just anti-mandate. And you lift the hood and it just says anti-vaccine underneath. Like anyone who makes the, the says the phrase, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just anti-mandates is really like, Hey, I know it's societally unacceptable for me to be anti-vaccine. So I'm going to just find a fucking flowery way to say the exact same thing that all the anti-vax people are saying. Like that's right. Well, so she's what she tweeted out or what she was quoted as saying or whatever was um, that, you know, nobody should be forced to get an injection against their will. And I'm like that. I agree with that. Nobody should. uh, Unless that, you know, your job puts you in a very at risk position to, not only contract the disease or spread it, but spread it to dozens of other people, you know, right. people like teachers, people like police, people like paramedics, Healthcare workers. you know, Jesus Christ. That I should mean, just be a foreground conclusion. Like, Hey, I'm interacting with dozens of people. Fucking New York city police department. You know, apparently every cop and every retired cop in the entire city was out for this parade for one dead cop, uh, all maskless. Right. right, all just, piling just, into the subway, right. fucking not paying, you know, stealing the fare, which they <laughs> right. fair, the shit fair out hopping. of people for on Doing a daily basis. Doing the thing basis. that they kill people for. We had a guy right. that got, they tried to, police tried to shoot and kill him for fare evasion last year. The thing that, that they're now doing freely. Right. Which should so, be fucking free to begin with. Like, public transit should be fucking <laughs> free anyway. And they literally use it as a fucking revenue stream both in terms of like paying, having, you know, the, the poorest people in the city pay for it. And also in ticketing people Just who can't put, afford put a fucking, fucking speed cameras on all the major roads in Chicago. And you could completely 100% publicly fund public transportation. And no one would have to pay a fare. The reason why they have right. fares is that so homeless people don't have a place that they can just chill out and right. not freeze to death. Right. That's that, the reason yeah, God forbid they have fares. Um, but, but on our tax money already fucking pays more than enough to pay the fares. And if you actually fucking taxed, uh, rich people in your state at the appropriate level, you could pay for public transit by, you know, tenfold, but they no, it's gotta to go to the Ukraine. That. It's gotta go to the Ukraine. It's lethal aid to the Ukraine, <laughs> uh, because Russia, <laughs> somebody was saying that, uh, Ukraine got their fucking le- their weapons quicker than we got our fucking for free at home, uh, COVID test from the government, which is not wrong. I have not gotten mine yet. But I Ukraine haven't gotten already, a COVID test. Yeah. Or, I already mean, has all of their fucking, <laughs> apparently we're too busy crashing F 35 fighter jets into the Chinese ocean to, uh, bother with did you see that the, the fucking photo that got leaked right from the south china sea of the fucking f-35 so we've, the been, we've been seeing all these fucking video memes out of china people that say well china hasn't had access to the internet they they're completely in the dark you know they're like north korea it's like no they're not there's just, they're just, no, there's, there's certain things true, that right? are restricted uh there and there's certain things that our government restricts here i mean you know you got the dark web or whatever but so yeah they, they try to like suppress this picture of this f-35 mm-hmm. that totally fucking biffed it off the <laughs> off the aircraft carrier and it's it's like facing backwards in the water and there's like a huge 
wake of like disturbed water behind it. Uh, it's actually in front of that, I should say. So it looks like it hit the water and spun around a few times. Uh, it, like the cockpit. It just failed like the, on launch. Like it was a it was a John McCain special. It just couldn't even take off properly. It just right, fucking, you know, right. Well, everyone knows off the we, deck. this this plane cost the whole program cost one point five trillion dollars. Yep. So they could have a jet that would take off vertically. You know, no runway, just takes off up and down. And right. then they wanted to so load in giant aircraft carriers. So, to take right. Off from. They wanted to load in so many other, you know, programs into the jet itself that it was so heavy that it couldn't do any of the things it wanted to. It was, it was a total failure. And China's just been absolutely mocking us because we've been running our ships all up and down their coastline to threaten them. And they're just like, what are you going to do with your fucking shitty plane that can't land or take off? <laughs> so they've been memeing the fuck out of this plane crash is just proof of how inept and how much money we'll spend on a thing that doesn't work knowing full right. well that if a little country like vietnam can defeat us the most rich powerful army in the world then china could fucking flick us off the earth like a right. tick with fucking bamboo shoots and you know right like so so but they they've known about this plane crash this f-35 crash for however you know weeks however long ago it happened but like finally a picture of it came out today <laughs> it's just it, it, like we're just now learning about things that China's been laughing at us for for weeks, um, which I, I just I find even more hilarious. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So we're just but the Evangeline Lilly stuff, though. What did, what did she actually? Right. So, so she posted a picture of somebody who had a sign that said, you know, uh, uh, vac, "Vax Democrat against mandates." So she's you know kind of kind of trying to thread a needle here, like, well, don't don't attack me because I'm a Democrat. Um, she's a Hollywood actress. She has to do that shit. I mean, you know, right? She, right. She, but, but that's, she'll but never that's work again. Thing, if she though, gets painted as a Kevin Sorbo. When, when she says, you know, nobody should be forced to take an injection against their will. She's she's sort of applying the precautionary principle, which I very much support and agree with. The thing is, if you apply the precautionary principle, and you look at the risk of having some weird reaction to the vaccine versus your risk of not being vaccinated overwhelmingly you would you would get vaccinated for covid if you apply the precautionary principle and she's not doing that so like i get what she's trying to say but the thing is like but it doesn't apply to what she's talking about it doesn't apply because it's not like well this is a really risky vaccine and 10 percent of people are immediately dying the minute you jab them they hit the floor they're dead but it's worth it because you know they might have gotten like no of course not uh i've said this many times like i don't think people who have completely healthy immune systems should get vaccinated against things like chicken pox. Anything that, you know, you have zero to 0.001% chance of getting dying from. No, you shouldn't take a vaccine for that. We're over vaccinating for things we shouldn't, but if it's right. life threatening, if it's very sudden, if it's very new, if it's as contagious as COVID is and it's mutating as fast as COVID is, then yes, you absolutely should get vaccinated. And if you're a fucking moron who won't do it, then that's why we need the fucking mandate so that the you know people who are smarter than Protect, you can say yeah. you're in a job where you have access to the public and you can you can be a super spur of one you have to take it to keep this job yeah you're a menace to public health if you're working in a public facing job especially one where you're working in healthcare or something of that nature and you are just you know not vaccinated and you're 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 increasing you know the amount of virus protein you shed and again like these idiots are like oh the, the vaccine doesn't prevent you from get, getting or spreading covid like yes in a literal fucking simpletons idiot sense that's true but 
it actually greatly reduces your risk of getting COVID. It's, it greatly it's reduces your thing. viral. Right. Exactly. It's the fucking seatbelt thing. Well, you could still die if you wear a seatbelt, so I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. Like, you are a fucking moron, and when you get ejected through the windshield, I'm going to fucking say that shit to your what used to be your face. Right. And this is, again, like, this is the same shit the idiots, you know, who are anti-seatbelt in the 70s fucking fight, like, wanting Ralph Nader to fucking die for all the being like, Did you see like, the hey, fucking Punisher key thing to stick in your seatbelt so it, like, won't oh, ding? God. I can't right. believe that's the thing that's like, of course, a- that's of course they made it look like the Punisher logo because of fucking, of course, <laughs> it's just like, let's get as many things wrong as possible. But, um, uh, but, but it's funny cause we were using that as an example online and I actually Googled the stats and it was like, you're like 49% less likely to die. Um, in an auto accident, if you were, uh, if you're wearing a seatbelt and I was like, Oh, that's that's actually not that high. And then I looked up your 95%, 90 to 95% less likely to die of COVID if you're vaccinated. So the vaccine is actually twice as effective as seatbelt. So people that are like, you know, it, it doesn't even apply in that case because it's actually considerably more uh, safe than even a seatbelt is, which is, you know, again, like you said, it just does not. And, and honestly, apply. getting a fucking shot in the arm is less stressful than most people's fucking car commute. So oh, yeah, 100%. I would, if you, if you said to me every morning, like, Hey, do you, you want to drive to work on the highway? Or do you want me to jab you? And then, you know, I'll be like, jab me with 10 fucking needles. Like I would gladly Just, take it's that. over like that. And you get to go home. No, no, no. It's, we got to, you got to stab you in the arm for two hours straight. That's what driving is like. Um, yeah. And it's, and then people are like, well, uh, we're, we're on like our what second booster, third booster now. It's like, yeah, every fucking vaccine you've ever had, had boosters to it. it, it and especially when it's a new vaccine, you're going to have boosters to it. That's how it gets, you get better. It gets even yeah. better. Especially <laughs> so when it's, uh, it's, it's a virus that's, is that, I mean, we've never seen a fucking virus that's, we've seen viruses that are deadly and viruses that are adaptable. We've never seen a virus that's this deadly, this contagious and this adaptable. Um, you're going to need, I mean, they don't, what, right. Exactly. Like with Ebola, it's so deadly that it doesn't spread very far because it kills the host so quickly. Right. And it's extremely contagious uh, and very deadly. It's got a slow fuse, but basically. it's got a, like, yeah, exactly. Slow fuse. So it spreads a lot before people even knew about it. Like you'd think that nowadays you couldn't even have a virus like this spread that far. Cause we'd know before it um, got around the corner, so to speak, but. Right. And I mean, look, you, they, 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 there's a new flu shot every year because they have to update it, you know, to, in accordance with the strains that they think are going to be the most prevalent. I mean, this is just the way that certain virus, <coughs> excuse me, certain viruses work. And yeah, if I have to take a booster every year or every six months and I'm, and my risks of getting and or dying from COVID are reduced by 70 to 90%, uh, fucking sign me up. Like that's not that I'm very happy to make that trade off. Like, that's not at all like an imposition on my life. And, you know, if we want society to function and th- th- these people's biggest fear is that like two weeks where they weren't allowed to go to Applebee's 
and they think that they were like locked down like 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 they're like they're in fucking beijing there's still people who think that now like oh i can't go <laughs> outside I mean. i'm not allowed to go anywhere i'm like you live in a place where nothing got locked down in the first place what are you talking right, about right I, like literally nothing is locked down right now like people are people are packing in 70 and 80,000 people into stadiums for fuck, fucking football games. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Nothing and is locked the down. Same fucking people, the same people that like condemned Colin Kaepernick for uh, not standing for the national anthem are like, you can't trust the government. Everything the government says is a lie to you. Like, what, what, do you, what, <laughs> right. what government flag do you think that's for? Like, what, what country do you think you're in? <laughs> that's just for the troops, but not for any kind of administrative you know, portion of government that uh that doesn't wow. that you know that doesn't kill brown people um, it's like i don't trust the fucking government fortunately i don't have to only trust the government based to to make medical no, decisions I, I, right i trust independent doctors <laughs> and scientists that are like hey this right. is actually like a much better thing for you to do <clears throat> like i don't trust fucking anthony fauci like don't get me wrong i mean he's a fucking lying piece of shit but that's totally besides the point like you can be a lying piece of shit and happen to be advocating for right. the right side of an issue even well, if you're they, doing it for a total wrong reason. Just, like, just imagine that the only interest the government has in, in keeping you healthy is to keep you being a working cog in the machine of the capitalist right. economy. Like that that's all you have to understand and, and your purpose as being is they they need that you to keep going to work. So and like, that's yes, ultimately they right. out a vaccine. And that's ultimately like the big issue with a lot of these these anti-vax leftists is a lot of them are self-identified progressives and they don't have an actual material understanding of capitalism or how it affects every other aspect of society and politics and they don't understand that principle so they just view it as like you know it's a free speech issue i mean they're just fucking libertarians but they don't understand like when you view something in just a with a hyper focus on like well how is capitalism affecting the way that this this uh policy is determined or this law these laws are governed or whatever it really is like the fucking, you know, like the skeleton key that unlocks your understanding of how everything in society works. Because like you said, like the only reason that Fauci and the CDC and all these people were, were at first ab- advocating for public health measures is because they wanted people back to work. They wanted as little disruption to capital as possible. And the reason that they're now full speed ahead with like no fucking regulations and no help and no assistance whatsoever and trying to downplay the virus is because that will cause the least disruption of capital because they know that they can't contain it and that it's really fucking contagious and that the proper thing to do for public health would be to actual actually shut certain things down and take mitigation efforts like you know other countries have done but they know that that's disruptive to capital so they won't do that and now you have i mean i I think that like just in a way that like you know when they say that well if people aren't just aren't going to take the vaccine then we can't you know, there's, there's only so much more we can do beyond that. Like I, I sort of agree with that. Like they, they could send out tests. Well, uh, right. They absolutely need but they, to do that's that. That's what they, they should have been doing. They should have been paying people to stay home in the first place. Uh, should have given people real relief. Right. But they were never going to do those things, but they remember when we didn't even know if the vaccine was going to be free or not, when people are like, right. I was told that, you know, when I got the vaccine, they, they were going to charge me like, and they finally were like, no, 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 no. it's going to be free everywhere. Whether you go to fucking your hospital, your local doctor, you go to your Walgreens or CVS, it will be free. Right. And if you have insurance, it'll pay for it. If you don't, it's on the government's dime. Right. And then, then I was like, all right, well, they fucking finally did the right thing. And they're getting this a vaccine for free in record time. Thanks, Trump. Uh, and then we got boosters. And every time there was another booster, that was free too. Right. And 
it's it's just it's like what 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 really more do you want well, <laughs> like and, what, and we, so, if you won't take the vaccine what do you want the government to fucking do for you is my well, question no, and yes and people should absolutely take the vaccine because it's again not just about you you fucking selfish pricks it's a community that you live in you live in a society with other people you live in a society people we remember those memes uh but we it's true you'd live in a fucking society with people other than yourself who are more vulnerable to deadly fucking viruses so just because you're a 25 year old who thinks they're in good health even though they fucking you know vape fucking massive you know pong rips every day and and fucking like chug mountain dew code red whatever um just because you think you'll be fine code red is for your fucking heart attack by the way. right um just because you think you'll be fine uh doesn't mean you're not going to then pass it on to somebody like your your 80 year old like grandmother and fucking killer or like somebody else's grandmother you I know saw someone tweet about that they were furious because their unvaccinated cousin had infected their grandmother who just died and it was like yeah my fucking selfish piece of shit cousin wouldn't get right. vaccinated and was hanging out with my grandma and got her killed. Yeah. You know? And that's happened literally almost a million times. Like that people right. died of COVID well, in this so, country so alone. My, and- my take on it, you know, I tweeted this out. I said, you know, I'm not anti fire department. I'm just opposed to the fire department being mandated to put out all fires. My house, my choice. Right. Like it's just, like, <laughs> right. do you, if, if you're, if you live in a city and your house is two feet away from the next house over, and you're like, well, nope, it's my right if my house burns up. It's my right. choice. Right. My body, and, then, my choice. and then your neighbor's like, you motherfucker, you're going to burn my house. You're right next to me. Ah, well, hey, it's my house. You can do whatever you want with your house. But I'm gonna... exactly. That's exactly what it is. And but no, I mean, and honestly, to your the point of what you're saying about like, well, if they won't take a vaccine, it, it did become and this is where I, you know, it, it did become clear at a certain point that we weren't going to be able to vaccine only approach wasn't the only wasn't going to wasn't going to work just because a not enough people were taking it but b because this virus you know through a combination of it being insanely fucking um uh, resilient and also the fact that people wouldn't take the fucking vaccine is is very vaccine resistant and you know it became clear that the thing that they needed to do and they should have been doing from the start and that they still could do at any fucking time was give people checks to stay home to not work unless they were in essential, you know, in an essential position, God forbid you say essential worker fucking I work at GameStop. I'm not essential. No, you're not essential. Like people could fucking order games online. Like you should be getting money from the government to not have to work. But that's again, they could never fucking that's socialism. So they could never fucking wrap their heads around that. Um, But that's they should have been paying people to stay home they should have been sending out tests to people so that that like people who do have essential jobs could test themselves every day before they go into work for free like not having to pay for fucking tests like so they can say oh i'm positive i'm not going to go to work until i test negative oh i'm negative i'm fine to go out and mingle in society and you know work at my job like that's literally what should have been fucking done from the beginning and what they've done in a lot of other countries, but they refuse to do that here because that's government spending and that's social welfare. And well, God there's just too many people. Democrats there's too that. many people to do that. It doesn't scale up. What you can do in Switzerland doesn't scale up to what you can do in America. Right. Um, right. And by the way, we don't have enough white people, so we need to increase the population uh, right. to make it even bigger so that we can't scale the up. The problem. You... It's like right. really, you can't take care of 325 million people, but you want to 
keep breeding more and more people. But China like, can but China can fucking test, you know, five hundred million people in like two two days or whatever. It was six hours. It was like right. six hours they fucking tested more people than like all of New England. Right. Um and they right. did that not through authoritarianism, but because everyone in that country cooperates and understand the shared value of community. Right. Weird. A crazy when a idea. Sy- when you when you have a system of economics that doesn't focus strictly on the accumulation of wealth uh, at you know, despite the, the at the at the detriment of your fellow person, and you have a system of you know, e- you know economics that actually focuses on that, uh, people are less likely to be selfish dicks, and they you know participate in those sorts of things. Yeah, you know where bridges aren't collapsing, Beijing. Yeah, <laughs> you know you know where they are collapsing, <laughs> fucking Pittsburgh. Every, everywhere in America, but yes, Pittsburgh's everywhere in America. Is, yeah, is, is so... every other fucking you know two feet in pittsburgh is a fucking bridge for whatever reason it it, it well it's because it's fucking steep have you ever been to pittsburgh no no i i i would it's, from everything like, i've seen of it i'd like to avoid it like the plague but it's a very steep like uh river valley and the sea is right. kind of right in the middle and then as soon as you go like outside of the two rivers that kind of connect there in the um uh it, it's like uh, these very steep mountains go up a couple thousand feet Right, it was a difficult place um, to put civilization, I would imagine, like, you know, if you start yeah. from scratch. And in the city, it was all built, you know, 200 years before cars. So, like, right. all the all the intersections are, like, five to six, seven, eight different direction, like, streets coming together at the one intersection. God. It's a fucking night. If, like, it, when I was uh, 15 on my learner's permit. I had the uh, the chance to drive a car in Pittsburgh, and I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do it's this. A nightmare. <laughs> like, right. and you know, when you're 15, like all you want to do is drive a car, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't deal with stress. But so yeah, this bridge collapsed with um, a giant like double length articulated bus on it. Right, right. Uh, and like uh, transit Twitter has been, uh, you know, cheering for this bus that collapse that crashed with it and but like stayed on the bridge somehow <laughs> right. it, it was like still holding on right uh somebody tweeted out like something like you know uh, bus we're sorry our infrastructure failed you we know you had many or more good years left in you uh, <laughs> and the bus looks fine because like i said like the bridge collapsed right it looks like the bridge was at least 100 feet in the air it was like a really fucking high bridge and the bus didn't go anywhere it's crazy uh and and fortunately nobody was hurt one car got flipped over and everything, but uh, still, it's like it's it's insane that richest country in the world bridges are literally falling out of the sky. Yeah, right. Our, our infrastructure is fucking atrocious. Like, and and the Democrats, where it's better. who fucking control the House and the Senate, can't pass an infrastructure bill. No, they can't. They can't pass fucking anything. It's hilarious. Joe Biden. What is he going to like? I genuinely want to know what the fuck he's going to run on. Like what? What is his signature legislative accomplishment? The, well, he's the, the well, not like, two thousand dollar checks. Like that's going right. to is that really going to be what you're going to tout on the campaign trail? Well, like we predicted, he's going to hold off appointing somebody to, to the Supreme Court until the last fucking second before the <laughs> f- before the, oh, the primaries. God. Oh, they're going to uh, fucking and, lose, and, and they're going to have a seven to two fucking conservative. Supreme right, Court. right, and it'll be Susan Strand's fault. Right, of course, because because right. right. <laughs> it's just it's just fucking hilarious. Like it's just you can it, see the fucking car crash from a thousand miles. And would let fucking Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema oppose the filibuster. 
but it, they it, it's powerful. I don't know what they, it's so funny because you're right because that because like you know Briar, I assume they they talk this out with with all with the with the caucus and like oh yeah no totally you can retire now and we'll 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 pull together fifty votes and get a nominee on there. And what's going to happen is he'll nominate like a bland centrist, like a Merrick Garland type, to the Supreme Court, um, and 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 yeah, and and like Mansion or Cinema or somebody is going to fucking express, or you know, it's going to be a fifty vote thing, and then Kamala is going to be like, oh well, I don't know, and then you know, it's just they'll always find an excuse, and then they'll they'll hem and haw and pretend like it was a big fucking defeat, and they tried their best, but it's just that darn you know, insert you know fucking rotating villain here and then they're gonna be like all right well you know what you know you gotta get us two more senators so we can make sure that we get this supreme court justice this is the most important election of your lifetime and that's gonna be that's the fucking game and what's gonna happen is they're gonna fucking lose their majority in the house they're probably gonna lose the senate and then they're not gonna fill that seat and that seat will sit unfilled for uh the next three years until donald trump wins fucking re-election and he's going to appoint, you know, uh, fucking, you know, Frederick Hitler, whoever the fuck he finds. To he's going to appoint Candace Owens to the Supreme Court. Yeah, no, he's going to he's going to appoint and like, all the fucking like liberals will have to be like, oh, yes, sir, Mr. Trump. Um, so I just I was reading over my notes here. I didn't even what a fucking nightmare notice this, but that, that fucking bridge that collapsed in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, it was a hundred and fifty foot drop. Oof, Jesus Christ. Fell. Which is like even even if you're you're on that bus and it was oh no it, you're fucking dead if that thing hits the ground like if that uh, thing falls straight down final column's gonna be crushed. Um, that bridge that collapsed was only fifty years old. Fifty, wow. not 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 a hundred, not a hundred and fifty. Felt like shit and not maintained for fifty years. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. right. Well, I mean, go, go to like look at any bridge that was built before you were born and like look under it and see how much rust you see. Oh yeah, I, it's a fucking disaster waiting to happen. There's currently, uh, I believe, over 800 bridges, like major bridges in the U.S. that are considered to be in critical condition, mm-hmm. right? And and the funny thing was, that, you know, Joe Biden was on his way to Pittsburgh to give a speech on trying to, you know, uh, like <laughs> pitch, pitch his infrastructure bill. Yeah, because apparently whoever the legislature is in in Pittsburgh are not supporting it enough, so he's trying to rally. Um, but I mean, it's. <laughs> If you can't whip your own party into voting for your infrastructure bill, like you're not trying. You're, you're bipartisan fucking right wing giveaway infrastructure bill. Right. You're just not trying. You don't you you're not actually, you know, using your office. You don't want to use your power because you ultimately uh are totally fine with complete legislative gridlock because that's right. really what your goal well, in people people keep tweeting out shit that like LBJ did right like far right lbj and he would just bully people off right, the he was a fucking asshole he would just, because he, he wanted would just... to he wanted to appoint his own people he would just bully people into quitting the supreme court because he wanted to appoint his own people. like that's he just would... how he fucking did it um he which i think is was... hilarious because you know he was one of the architects of the uh, uh vietnam war and i fucking despise the guy but um, but, but his style i i appreciate his style of governance yeah. because it actually is an effective i mean he used to and they depicted this in the lbj movie on on hbo which, where brian cranston played him uh, very well by you know by the way even though it was way more sympathetic of lbj than i than i would have made a movie mm-hmm. of but 
um he would he would invite people to the to to meet him and he would like take a shit with the door open and he would talk to them <laughs> as he was taking a shit. And that was his power move because oh everyone God. would just like be uncomfortable and not looking at it and, and it would like throw them off their game and they would be more willing to be like yeah okay well, sure sir sure mr president whatever like that was <laughs> one of his fucking his his techniques was he would do that talk about the king shit right there yeah that's <laughs> um I mean, but- who, I, that's gotta be based on somebody telling you know a real story about it really oh happens. yeah th- that's so specific there's no way they made that up like that's i'm sure that as something he actually did like or if it was made up he was the one that made it up right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then i killed any killed but anyway no right right um yeah so it, oh you have been sworn in office he's like hey jackie you got a little something on your dress there <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> Oh, awful. What a piece Same, of shit. He, he for sure. I like I don't know. I I don't know who was involved, but like I you would not have to do much selling to sell me on the fact that he knew about it and or was like uh, you know, okay with it and or was involved with it. And, no, and I, I, don't, I, I don't think it was he had, they wouldn't let him have any knowledge of it beforehand. Um or, or like it, he, what, you, whatever, who knows? I mean, I, I still think it was the CIA and just like, you know. It, oh, of course it was the CIA. I mean, nobody, it, you nobody, know. nobody has the power to make the, the fucking people are like, oh, the JFK Oliver Stone movie just made up a bunch of shit. It's like the shit he made up is the most logical fucking conclusion because nobody else. Right, no. The scene with, with Kevin Costner and Dallas Sutherland in the park in Washington, D.C. Dallas Sutherland's like, think about it. Who has the power to do this and this and this and this but the CIA? Nobody and, had the power just rattles off like 15 actual like documented, you know, coups that they were involved. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, obviously Kennedy was trying to disband the CIA. He publicly talked about disbanding the CIA. Right. Um, nobody so, had I mean, the, more. The parts that Oliver Stone made up were, you know, the court consequential for dramatic purpose. He right. didn't make up the things that were fucking known <laughs> that actually came from, you know, the insider uh, Pentagon leaker. Right. Um, and, and there were like little details he made up, but honestly, they were inconsequential. I almost wish he didn't because the case he had was strong enough as it was. And then it just right. led to people, you know, shit like dismissing the whole movie when and when 90 percent of it was factual. But yeah, every every historical what happens when you drama do biopics. Yeah. That shit. yeah. Right. It's it's like, do you, you think all the shit that happened in Apollo 11 with uh kevin bacon and apollo 13, uh, yeah. speaking of apollo 13 yeah what i say apollo 11 apollo that was the one that actually was successful apollo oh yeah was it was 13 that fucked 11 up. was the i believe the first one where they landed on the moon i could be wrong on that but i'm pretty sure that was the first actual moon yeah landing. well they flew one around it and then they before they landed there but yeah so kevin bacon who was also in jfk yeah um in apollo 13 none uh, hardly any of those things happen the way that they're portrayed you know it's it's based right. on people you know it's it's based on whatever their their biographer wrote <laughs> honestly right which all is these, always flowery all these are yeah. based on a, on a biography or a book because that's just how you legitimize it it's like well it's, it's based on this guy's book so it must be right because he did the research right. and we don't want to right so um before we get out of here though we wanted to mention quick that you got you got a pretty cool uh like the other day on twitter uh in <laughs> oh yeah so uh uh deborah ann wool yeah, yep. Uh who played Karen Page on Daredevil uh and also appeared a couple of times I believe in the Punisher series on Netflix. Yeah, um yeah. just a really 
like I, I love her acting work on that show and I made a tweet about it or it was in response to somebody else uh, tweeting about her or something she tweeted. And, you know, there's, there's two very, to me, distinct types of actors. There's actors that put a lot of thought into every single gesture and, and movement and every single thing they do. And you're very aware of that they're an actor. Acting. Right. They're act- like, I love Daniel Day Lewis, but it's like, it's everything he does is so calculated. Like, you never forget you're watching an actor, a, a master actor. Right. But then, you know, you watch something like um, John Hamm playing uh, Don Draper. I don't feel like I'm watching an actor. I just feel like he's that guy. Right. right. Or even Christina Hendricks uh, on Mad Men. I don't feel like I'm watching an actor. But when I'm watch Elizabeth Moss on Mad Men, I, I know I'm watching an actor. Oh, she's so. such an act. She's like the quintessential example of what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, exactly. So when I think about uh, Deborah Ann Wells, Karen Page, I'm just like she she's not like rearranging herself for every performance, but I feel like she's experiencing everything for real. Which makes me feel like I'm not watching actors. I'm watching. It lets you people. lose yourself in the role like when you when you don't exactly. feel like somebody's like it's, like it's, lying to you. Exactly, it's a better illusion when the when the actor isn't really acting. And there's right. a lot of actors that don't get a lot of credit for being phenomenally gifted at doing that. They can completely immerse themselves in whatever the situation is, even if it's some something just you know balls to the wall crazy, like a superhero who is also a blind lawyer. It's just like, that's no way right. that's going to fucking happen. But right. they do it in such a way that you completely get invested in it. And I, I just said that, you know, um, the, you know, the, the best actors don't necessarily transform themselves for every role. The best actors make you forget you're an actor. And she fucking liked it. All right. I, I continued and said that, you know, she does that flawlessly in Daredevil. And she, I got a fucking like from it. I know that she runs her own Twitter account. So I was just like, woohoo, I got a <laughs> fucking like from, and, you know, it doesn't hurt that she's very attractive, but like she just has this great extremely, extremely so, character yes. role where she's very determined about what she wants, even when she's like terrified of the situation she's in. She's still just like, you know, the, the scene with her and Wilson Fisk in his fucking little FBI condo is terrifying. Oh, it's so right? fucking it's so fucking good. And you but she's also extremely supportive of her friends, but also, you know, she has this thing in common with the Punisher and that she's killed someone. But she's so afraid of telling anyone, like she doesn't tell her closest friends. She, she right, she, she thinks so. Murdoch that she killed a guy, but desperately doesn't want him to do it too. Like she, she likes like, Matt, and she thinks that he'll never forgive her, or never look at her the same way if he tells she tells him that she exactly. killed somebody, even though she was completely justified in doing so. Right, but she does identify with Frank Castle as the them both having the capacity to kill someone, which I think is a really great uh, arc, and and they never really make it you know clear that she never tells matt murdoch about it you just have to kind of notice that like it it just never comes up right it never comes up but also like there's a couple moments where you could they they sort of hint that she's thinking about telling him and then decides not to and i love that they leave leave it unsaid and that you have to really pay attention to to kind of pick up on what she's thinking because it's not like oh dear diary i thought about telling matt murdoch i killed you but decided not to like you just have to kind of be intuitive and i love that her performance delivers that that where you feel like you're watching someone feeling many different mixed emotions at the same time. Right. And, 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 you know, even to the point of that scene, like the couple scenes she has with, with, with the Frank Castle and in, in, I think it was in the Punisher, but did they kind of tr- like the second season of daredevil and the first season of the Punisher had a lot of commonality. Like that's yeah, where she did. bleed over, but um, bleed over, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's pretty um, violent. 
<laughs> oh yeah it's extremely violent but uh no but i mean and that's like the i i, just, I really love like the depiction of their kind of on-screen relationship because they're not it's never i mean there's always romantic undertones because it's you know two hot people and it's like they're you know they right. become very close with each other but it's very it's almost like she's she's like caring for like an abused pit bull like that's the the the, the kind of vibe of the relationship because he's such a yeah. fucking animal on that show like he's so like and that's you know again he my favorite performance of any marvel actor actress like in, in anything is is john bernthal's a punisher because he just brings such a fucking depth and 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 just pathos to that role that like on paper could or couldn't be there i mean you know the punisher origin story in the comics is tragic and it's been kind of you know it was bastardized a couple ways like in you know the 2004 uh thomas jane movie like they made him an ex-cop that like his family got killed and that's why he you know whatever and like you know right. uh, but I, the thing that's great about this series and like it, you know it's n and and i actually was reading this great medium uh analysis of it and uh, analysis of of an element of that and it kind of helped me almost articulate it for myself is that like it's not that he became the punisher because his family was killed he access this animalistic part of his himself because he was a soldier and he was you know he was in afghanistan and uh, when you when when you're a soldier for this country and you're deployed somewhere you, they, they 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 just you, they they drain all humanity from you and it's it, it's that's it's the most dehumanizing um thing that you could possibly do and there's just no hope of returning to 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 normal life after that which is why nobody should ever fucking enlist in the fucking army uh if you don't want to just completely mm -hmm. you know um but it, it's just you know and and like it the, the point that that guy was making in the article is like it wasn't that he became the punisher when his family was killed it's just like that was in him and that was awakened in him and then you know that 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 took over once his family was murdered because there was just no humanity left in him but it, it was already like you know, and then 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 the show makes it clear that it was already gone. But I love uh, Bernthal's performance in that role, and like, there's that great scene where you kind of see the 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 almost the origin of the Punisher in in one of his flashbacks in Kandahar when he's, uh, you know, they're like kind of pinned down by uh, an insurgent group or whoever whoever the you know you never know who they're actually fucking shooting at. They're just people that they're there. Of course, to, they're they're insurgents in their home country. in their home country that they're displacing. Right, of course. Yeah. Um. And and you know blowing up their fucking houses. Um. And you know he and it's just and the great thing about and I don't know who you know made this this decision editing or directing but it's shot in a way where like any other like if Michael Bay made this it would be the fucking like kick-ass john wick you know blow blow up the bad guys and like kill 50 guys at one. like it would have been shot like you it, know it would be like the glorified the it blade would, fighting the vampires techno music. right right and and the way he does it is just so fucking anxiety inducing and like scared like you could tell he's like scared the whole time and like the the music cue is fucking great they play the song called uh wish it was true by uh the white buffalo who's this this great like I, he's really not country he's like a he's like a f gruff folk singer like almost if like like eddie vetter sang like like sort of like southern folk music almost was like you know like, so like it, neil young yeah he's, yeah but like with eddie vetter's <laughs> voice like you know not with neil young's like reedy fucking voice that he has i mean um, pearl jam did put out a whole album that was basically 
an homage oh. to Neil Young. Oh, and they put out an album with Neil Young too. That Mirrorball record is really good. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, Eddie and Neil were really good friends. But yes, it, it was actually kind of it, almost like a combination of the two of those. And if you listen to like a lot of Eddie Vedder's solo stuff, like with the, the Into the Wild soundtrack, it's a very similar acoustic folky vibe. But um, but this guy, yeah, but this song is fucking incredible. And they use just the last verse of it, and and the lyrics are like you know basically about um uh i think the lyrics are like country i was a soldier for you uh came in blindfolded for you it was wrong and you knew it it, it's just a really good like 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 it's basically the director saying like nothing about any of this is heroic this is all fucking fucked up and disgusting like this is what war uh does to people and this is what what war actually is and he beats the shit out of this guy he he like beats a guy to death with a fucking rock like he just smashes his head like 50 times and blood's like splattering all over his face like it's it's depicted well it's very what he gets for for doing 9-11 is get a rock to the head <laughs> right right uh yeah right in a country that, right and so and and but and that's and i think that was the point of the scene is like there's just nothing glorious about this there's nothing heroic about any of this this is fucking disgusting and animalistic and this is what war actually is and that like i i really appreciated that aspect of it and like that you know pathos he brought to that so i, I just re- I, I really thought that that show was was above and beyond you know the the typical kind of marvel fa- and well, i'm saying i don't like it I mean, but I just... so they're 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 obviously bringing um charlie cox back as daredevil in the mcu yeah uh but it it's like i don't know how they could do you know the the version of the punisher that john bernthal did um or or even kingpin you know smashing the guy's head in the car door oh, yeah, right 20 yeah, times in a row until it liquefies i'm like ooh, yeah i don't see that being a disney thing so if they do they're gonna totally fucking nerf it which which sucks and i've talked relentlessly about how i hate the whole disneyfication not that we should just have violence for the sake of violence but if it's a pivotal moment no it's important and, and to the thing that's the violent happens that is part of the story and part of who the character is or trying to you know show I violence that realistically gonna... uh you know then it should be shown so i mean they bought they bought like fox search like they have brands that they can like do those shows under and just say like hey even though this is on disney plus this is like the age restricted section like yeah. there's a way to do it they just have to have the will to do it just, and or they could just buy that, sony yeah. out they could just buy sony and finally right. own all the mc you characters they, and just do whatever the fuck they want to do and put Sony's name on it instead of Disney's. But then they even asked right. Bernthal about it in an interview and he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it if it's some bullshit. It's got to be all. Which morning show was he on when he did that one? I don't remember. But I just imagine he's like his character from Wolf of Wall Street, just like the, the, right. the fucking roided out. Like, he, you know, he's the like the, the favorite guest for every like morning radio show that wishes they was the Joe Rogan podcast. Right. He's, he's all like, I can't, every time I see a John Bernthal interview, it's a radio interview. He's constantly right. being requested because every fucking, every guy loves that guy. Cause they want to be that guy. Like, Hey, I don't know fucking nothing. I'm just a fucking guy. You know, right. like that. And he's actually that. like, pr- like really smart. And he's like a classically trained actor and he's done stage work, but like, he just, he also has oh, yeah. that like real person. Vi- like, you know, 15 guys like that from, you know, 
the town or i certainly do at least from you know being from new york I mean, like i know i know so many people like that and i grew up in a cornfield and there's certainly you know a little there, there's like the, the, right, the midwest the, equivalent of that but you know maybe not it's, the same it's like the, the only way that guys in the midwest know how to be that guy is to just be like a bully and a racist they don't know how to be a tough guy who's also smart and sensitive right they don't they don't get that nuance there Right. So all the guys I knew growing up were just like, hey, I want to I want to project this this hyper masculinity and I'm going to do it by being a fucking dick. Right. You know, like I don't know how to be a, a you know, a guy who's strong, who's also uh, kind to when people at the same time. And that's the other great thing about the Punisher series is that they explore like that that aspect of hyper masculinity and, and machismo and all that sort of shit because they give him it, like basically like a surrogate daughter in in the second season. And that's like something he constantly struggles with to not just be this fucking like overtly macho like dickhead and like he it's it's really like the whole show is like trying to get him back from like the, there's just complete oblivion of his fucking post-traumatic stress where he's just this fucking animal who can't you know be in society and it, it it's it's a really it, it's a lofty goal for any kind of a project let alone a fucking superhero show so it's i, I really do hope that they can they can find a way to do that show like right and not do a fucking like you said like a disney fied fucking version that doesn't you know tell a story or have an arc for any of the characters or you know we'll see yeah I mean, or or just do it bloodless right right or just do a real sanitized shitty version fucking you remember how they ended season two he just walks into a warehouse full of fucking like teenage punks and guns them all down without even explaining like who they were or why he's just fucking murders 20 people at a time and i was like whoa they really <laughs> like right. i don't even explain like why he's killing all these young people who clearly had time in life to have a second chance but all right whatever he is called the right. punisher and, and that's the, the point he's not like and that's the thing is like he's not a he you know he he's fucked up and he does things that he shouldn't do like and then that's like what you know what murdoch right. was trying to tell him but also like it's yeah it's there's nuance to it which i, I really and, and every time it's you really see a cop find. or some right winger with one of those fucking punisher logos you know unironically that they're like i wish i could kill people and get away with it this much this is how right. much i wish i could kill more of you people that right. i will probably only get to kill with through infecting you with covid while you're right. back that, my that's their, their way of doing it. which of course you know that the whole point and the fucking creator of the punisher himself says like that's not the point the point is he's fucked up and he's not you know doing the right thing and he also doesn't like fucking cops because they fucking completely failed him and you know like it, it's just yeah it's just yeah the creator of the punisher thinks you're fucking idiots when you uh when cops use th his logo to fucking he's a representation of the failure of the justice system like that is literally what he exists for so to use him as a symbol you know of the justice else? system is fucking ridiculous but yeah you know who else who uh hates when right wingers uh, make a, a misunderstood logo out of his work is bill watterson who made calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> <laughs> all, all those Calvin pissing on a Chevy logo things like that's literally the reason why Bill Watterson quit drawing the comic strip that newspapers wouldn't give him the entire front page of their Sunday issues uh, <laughs> but yeah I just like if you don't understand the source material why are you glorifying it on the back of your the right wing right wingers pick never truck. fucking understand this I mean this is Ronald Reagan used born in the USA as his campaign song like an anti-Vietnam song as his campaign theme so like these people are not literate or you know they, they they're not culture literate they, they can't 
uh, you know, analyze a piece of art and and understand like a deeper meaning. They just hear, oh, America good, or oh, the, the shooting black people, good, you know, whatever they fucking like that tick that that you know triggers the fucking biscuit to fall out of the the feeder. Like they they, they <laughs> like you know. It's just... Well, there's an analogy, shit. <laughs> but yeah, so we so had anyway. a couple audio clips. I don't think we're gonna get to uh, the first one, but real quick, but could we play the the the, the, the funny clip yeah. just so we can before we get out of here and play the, the music track on as the outro I would, yeah, as yeah. our our frequent friend of the show kylie brakeman um was did a Explaining video here. real estate in los angeles which is another yes. fucking nightmare boondoggle not know. even real estate but just like the the process of trying to find an apartment yeah right right to so, rent you know, in la let's play this clip Attention renters, this 230 square foot studio is located on the median of the 405. It costs $8,000 a month and you're gonna like it, you little pig. What if we told you, you could be renting this gorgeous one bedroom in Los Feliz for only 2,200 a month? Well, if we said that, we'd be fucking lying, you idiot cuck bitch. The rent is $1 million. <laughs> Two bedrooms, one and a half bath in Studio City, walls not included. Some units have hookups to install your own walls, but most do not. You will not know until you sign the lease. Okay, not this duplex giving you're obsessed with it. You'll be screaming and shitting your pants to live in this gorgeous Wayho basement. No, this is a girl boss only community. Those not running a pyramid scheme will be denied. Seeking qualified applicants for a cardboard box in Pasadena. Credit score must be 800 or higher. Cozy converted guest house in the heart of Mid-City. And by Mid-City, we mean midway through the city of Irvine. Only an hour and a half to the Hollywood sign and a four-day walk to San Diego. Two bedroom, 3200 in Highland Park. Everything about this house is normal, except I don't rent to Virgos and I'm fucking crazy. Cozy 400 square foot back house available in Eagle Rock. Three bedrooms, but one of them is for my bird. The bird's room is rent controlled. Yours is not. Lovely Atwater home with in-unit laundry, but you're not allowed to use it. The laundry machine is reserved for the king. Impossibly beautiful unit at impossibly low price. No pictures available due to a problem with my camera. Females only. Must be okay with murder happening to you. Oh my god! I I I have to listen to that like four <laughs> times just to catch it all because it's just the fucking hits keep on coming there. But not, yeah, LA is really inaccurate. fucking expensive. Yeah, and that's and that's honestly a microcosm of, of renting uh, a place almost anywhere in this country. They make it just just expensive enough that you can't afford to live anywhere based on the salary in that area. Like that's just the the goal of of, of fucking you know <sighs> well speculative real estate. Yeah, well, and I love that she's just sort of like um, riffing on sort of independently listed rental ads, right? Because I mean, there's there's plenty of those. Um, but yeah, like when you when you look up an apartment, and it's like, why are all the photos from ten years ago? <laughs> like, what's what are they not showing? Like, right. what happened to this place? What's now? in this corner that you're very strategically not shooting? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like like how come in every single photo you can see the ceiling but not the floors in any of the eleven photos of this apartment? What? Oh my like, god! What? <laughs> what a fucking nightmare! Oh. So yeah, and, and they're required by law to like show you all that shit before you sign anything. And of course, they, you know, like now it's like, oh, I've always paid my rent on time for the last uh, 25 years. Well, but we don't really care about that. It's about your current credit score. It's like, well, I don't really have any credit because I've never had a credit card because I just pay with things for with the money I already have. Well, it turns out you can't live here then. It's You're like, not what, allowed to participate in society if you don't I'm rack not, up enormous right. debt. 
I'm not paying my rent on a credit card. I'm paying it with wages I already have in the bank. Like, what the fuck do you need a good credit score for? Like, well, we just don't want to have to spend the money to run a rental history check on you when we can just check your credit score for free because we don't give a fuck about right. anything except for making money. This fictitious fucking number that's, you know, nobody can fucking tell it's you. It's exactly the market how, rate. How it's a rate. The market decides the rate. No, we don't make any choices in, involved in this. It's just it's a rate we all adhere to and we can't explain and collude to control. What, but, you know, what it's a the total rate is or how it, it works. Is, right. Yeah. No, I had a fucking. <laughs> fucking dumbass that i used to follow until recently um was like i'm pro transit and pro housing and i was like so are you pro affordable housing he's like well i i think some housing should be affordable but you know <laughs> the market needs to blah 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 and i'm like okay so you imagine you're saying, saying that phrase like first of all just i think something i think some you know, housing for human beings should be affordable. I think the rest of it should be completely right. unaffordable. Like, but if we don't, phrasing. if we don't give tax breaks to real estate developers, they won't build anything. So we have to make sure they make profits first and foremost. And then, you know, 40 years down the road, once it's a fucking shithole, then it can become affordable. Right? right. I've literally had people say that like trickle down rent is, is like the, the liberal and, way to look at housing right. and not realizing so they're saying that. I, I was like, why should, why should 90% of the housing that's being built be unaffordable? And he's like, Oh, so you're saying my market rate apartment building shouldn't exist. And I, so I just replied, dude, that, that's the dumbest fucking red herring I've ever heard. Goodbye. Right. No, your, 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 your apartment building should be affordable for a fucking human being to live in. Like that's what it should be. So, you know, great, great that you live in San Francisco and you work for some software company uh, and you could afford that place for $3,500 a month, but like no normal person can afford no. that. And the guy you step over to get into your fucking, yeah. your, your, you know, security guard controlled lobby every day can't afford rent anywhere because, you know, even though he probably right. has a job, he doesn't so, make so enough he, to afford rent anywhere. So then the conversation is, well, if, if we can't have my unaffordable apartment that what, so you want to take my home away? Like, I know we want it fucking to be, stupid. Right. It's like literally, we want it to be affordable for everybody, so you would be able to afford it, and the guy that you step over to get into your apartment would be able to afford it, and you know his buddy would be like, it's just nope. Sorry, idiots. if it's not unaffordable, then it has to not exist at all. So that's right. what you Marxists are are saying is that we have to tear down every building that isn't affordable and rebuild it with a, an affordable building. And right. as a historic preservationist, I won't let that happen. Like that's like literally what you fucking sound like something what, that what, what, you just want to give everyone shelter. What's next? You want to give everyone food and like health, make sure that they don't die of preventable illnesses. Like what the fuck kind of fucking, you know, country are you trying to run here? Like that's these people are fucking morons. Like you can't engage in them in an intelligent discussion. No. And, what do you say I, to somebody who just doesn't hold that as like a human inherent human value? Like, what can I even uh, say to you? If you say that uh, to me, they're, like they're you're a fucking liberal, asshole. Like fuck you. And like, go, I, yeah, I, I go play in traffic. Like, what are you going to say to that person? But, you know, and, um, and it's it's sad, though, because people that are generally, you know, what we call yimbies, you know, yes, in my backyard that are pro building new shit uh, usually have good environmental takes. They have good takes on transit and bikes and everything. But it's it's like they they have zero class consciousness. Right. And they have no idea what it's like to not be. They've never had to face eviction before right. they've never dealt with that personally it's an abstraction to them so when you talk about affordable housing they're like oh affordable that's 10 percent less than market rate like well what's the market rate <clears throat> well whatever the landlord wants 
<laughs> right. Well, that's not a rate. That's just a wish. Right. And affordable, <clears throat> losing my voice here. Going affordable wild. is, <laughs> yeah. Affordable means no more than 30% of your income. Right. Right. And I think almost everyone I know is spending more than 50% of their income and, 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 on housing. You know, the way a minimum wage works is that it's the minimum that you need to survive. So the, the affordable rate should be 30% of what you would make on the minimum wage. If you worked a full-time job, like you, you should be able to make, you should be able to pay rent on 30% of minimum wage for a weekly salary. That's the actual point of minimum wage and why it was established in the first place is because it's the minimum amount of money you need to survive and to feed yourself and to feed a family. Like that's the, point of it and the fact that it hasn't gone up or been tied to inflation or been tied to market rate housing or any of these things completely fucking we don't have a minimum wage like people are like oh well, well, well you know right we just want to eliminate the minimum wage we don't have a fucking minimum wage it's a fucking fantasy like it's 725 an hour is living on a box on the side of the road you can have a job and not be able to afford to live anywhere with that fucking wage hey like, uh joe biden you got a majority a democratic majority you got the white house and uh both houses of congress have you have you passed a minimum wage increase no can't do it jack can't do no it. you know we'd like to but you guys just didn't vote for us hard enough right just you you gotta you gotta you gotta clap your hands together harder and then then the fairies will get their wings and all that sort of stuff. Um, all right. Well, let, let's we're, we're going to get out of here because it's late and we have, we've uh, been going a while. But uh, oh, yeah, we topped two hours. Fuck. Yeah. If you want to uh, support the show, rate and view and subscribe wherever you listen, uh, unless you listen on Spotify, because we're not on that shit fucking platform. Um, <laughs> follow us on uh, Fuck you, Rogan. <laughs> follow us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash move left. Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Patreon.com slash move left. Uh, I am at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, bike slutty back yeah. again. We're going to play you out with uh, the song, the aforementioned song uh, from the white Buffalo, which was from that excellent uh, final scene in, in that, that episode of Punisher. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next week, everybody. Mother Try to do right by you To do what you asked me to I did wrong and I knew Mother Try to behave for you Now I'm a digging a grave for you It was all I could do Find a way back home Make everything new well, I wish it was true Father Well I gave my soul to you I came in blindfolded for you all that I knew Open your arms and I'll fly out of hell up to you I wish it was true 
lost outside there, don't you know? It's not what you say, it's what you do. Just keep wishing your wishes are true. We owe dreams their reality. There's no pain, there's no misery. Just polish the blood and the bruise. But there's just no way you can lose. Well, I wish it was true. Blue 